Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is a transformative time for black America. Our income is at an all-time high, and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hey, greetings. Welcome in. It is Fox Sports Sunday. My apologies for the deeper throat, deeper voice. I've been doing a lot of screaming. I was yelling during all the Hall of Fame speeches. Finish up already. It's 35 minutes and there's still seven guys to talk. That's kind of what it was last night, Bill Plasky. It just kept going. Mike Harmon here, Fox Sports Sunday. We're just getting started with you. Thanks for hanging out with us. At Swollen Domes, where you find me, my esteemed colleague, Bill Plasky, L.A. Times columnist. You read him on the pages of the L.A. Times, latimes.com. Find him on Around the Horn. We're here each and every Sunday for four hours of oral greatness. At Bill Plasky is where you find him on Twitter. How you doing, buddy? How was the week? Good. It was good. Uh, like you, I was uh, kind of bored by the Hall of Fame speeches. Uh, it's, it is the only time you get to see these guys without their helmets on. So this is I thought, true. I thought that was interesting. But yeah, they, it's like they give them... They give them they give them way too much leash. They give them way too much to talk about. I mean, I've been I've been over the Hall of Fame speeches since Ray Lewis gave his speech. Well, but you knew that was going to be right. I remember when they had the uh, deer antler spray thing with him that came up during Super Bowl week, and I'm there at media day, and everybody's looking around who's going to ask the question. Guy next to me taps me on the shoulder. He goes, "He already hates me. I'll do it." 
So he asked that question after our, our guy Vic the Brick plays a little grab ass with him. Right, a couple of here, try on my hat and all that stuff, and then it's time to actually answer a question. He went on to talk, basically preach for 25 minutes. And on a Sunday, hey, going in and out of services, wherever you are, we appreciate you. And certainly uh, our hearts are heavy off the shootings uh, of yesterday, and, and we send up uh, all our best to those families to find El Paso's, some healing. El Paso's a great city. I've been there for two Sun Bowls. And uh, it's, a, it's an amazing event, and the people really rally around the game, and it's just... It's great food and it's great. It's just a great environment. It's a great. It's a great city. It's a. I know it's right on the border there, and it gets a bad rap for a lot of things. But it's a really good people in El Paso. But El Paso and Dayton, we have those. Those are the latest in the long list of atrocities uh, in our country. And you know, keep apprised of the news. Keep yourself aware. Uh, our business is sports. We'll keep it light. Keep it uh, entertaining for you today. A lot of great topics. But with the Hall of Fame speeches, it's funny you mentioned with the only time we we see him without helmets. Missouri quarterback Kelly Bryant is going to do all his interviews in the preseason with his helmet on. Just, are you serious? Yeah. He decided, this is I'm going to be the different guy. It's like, you're the quarterback. You're the face of the team. Well, you know what? He's not getting paid. I don't blame him. You know what? Because his, his, image, his image is being taken advantage of every day by the NCAA rules that don't allow these kids to, to, you know, to get any extra money. So I don't blame the kid. You know what? Do, do it with, you, with your helmet on. Because you're not what, – what, what good is it going to do him to have the helmet off? As far as it's, it's going to make money for the team, in a way, make money for this university, it's not going to make him any money. Why not? It's an interesting uh, spin on it. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, In the end, though, I mean, it it is about visibility. We see the the big shoe contracts and everything that flow. It comes out of he'll get he'll get drafted. He'll get drafted if he if he's any good. Transferred out of Clemson, but talk about guys without their helmets on, and and it's the pageantry of it is great. We had baseball on the twenty first. My guy Harold Baines gets inducted. Nobody watches those anymore. Ed Man. Reed's Ed Reed's bust was worth watching. Is that not the best bust ever? For those that haven't seen it, we'll make sure to retweet that out at Swollen Dome at Bill Plasky. A lot of those things look horrible, like they're just atrocities. Where you're like, you could even see the player's face because it's the first time they're seeing it is when it's unveiled, allegedly. But some guys can't hide hide their angst as to what that's going to look like in Canton, Ohio, for the rest of their their lives. No, the Ed Reed is an absolute masterpiece and, and captures him beautifully. And he had a great speech, a very long speech. Tony Gonzalez with a great speech, Champ Bailey with some some poignant words and one of the lines of the night saying, well, my career really took off when I got traded to Denver. Said nobody from Washington had contacted him until like three days before the Hall of Fame week. Well, would you think when you think of Champ Bailey, do you think Hall of Famer? Absolutely. Yeah, see, I'm I'm not sure. I think any of these guys. This the, the the football Hall of Fame, unlike baseball, where there's 600 voters. Football Hall of Fame is a bunch of dudes, you know, 25, 30 guys, men and and women in a room, debating it, and they have their regional biases or geographical biases. Plus, it's hard to get who a lot of these people debating whoever goes in the Hall of Fame. A lot of them have no idea if a guard's any good or if a tackle's any good. Because they don't know the, you know, it's hard to hard for anybody to know unless you're on their team, unless you see the game film, who's making the blocks and who's, you know, because the game is so intricate like that. And so it just, it just seems to me like, like the football hall of fame is like the basketball hall of fame. The football hall of fame is like who gets in, and yet a man died yesterday who should be in the hall of fame by all accounts, and that's Cliff Branch. 
Well, and that's one of the larger issues for halls of fame in general. Right when you're talking about a guy like Cliff Branch, uh, with the Raiders for all three of their Super Bowls, was in the fourth round of the 1972 draft. So what we're talking about is a guy who hasn't been around for quite a long while here. Yet we're we're still talking about him as a potential Hall of Famer. And next year they're going to expand the class to 20 because of the hundredth anniversary, and it's 2020, and it's an opportunity to get that log jam done. Yeah, right, but, and to get a lot of those guys in. Unfortunately, you start doing it posthumously. It's a it's a terrible thing to that that people have waited their whole lives, and then oh, now you get the call, and a family member. I mean, it's still a great honor, still a great honor for the family for the the player to be recognized. But when we're talking about you know Cliff Branch, a guy who retired last played in 1986. We're talking thirty plus years, but in you, to but, get it done right. And the reason he didn't—he's not in. If you ask me, it's because of his relationship with Al Davis. People associate he's one of six Raiders to play for all three championships, as you said. And I think Hall of Fame voters for a lot of years had a bias against the Raiders and against Al Davis because the league had a bias against the Raiders and Al Davis. And you know, you have to have in that room there. There's it's geographically situated, so you have to have somebody speak up for your player for the players in your area. Many Vikings didn't make it for a long time because the person representing the Vikings, they said, was not emphatic in, in you know, in pushing for those guys. So it's it's like you have to have somebody be your advocate, and there wasn't many advocates for Al Davis as a Raider. Well, I think that's one of the, the big things, especially as you get further away from those numbers, right, as to what they meant, receivers, all those years ago. I was laughing, and I, I retweeted a picture of it because I've always had great conversations with him with Jerry Rice, and he was doing an autograph signing, as they do as part of the enshrinement week, and he held up a helmet that he'd signed that I think had 12 inscriptions on it with all sorts of numbers, receptions and touchdowns and whatever else. It's like, that's playing... 20 years ago, right, was when he ended, right? <laughs> so so we're talking about what would those numbers be yeah, like today. in this pinball like no, NFL. Likewise, when you look at Cliff Branch and you look at some of these other receivers, their numbers are going to be dwarfed because it was a different game. And what you need going into that room, your advocate has to be a, a guy that trained or a woman that trained under Scott Boris. In other words, I'm bringing a 900-page binder oh, absolutely. of everything that they've well, done. And, and, and here's the other issue. Ty Law. Why, why was Ty Law went in the Hall of Fame yesterday? The reason it was notable is he's the first of the Patriot dynasty to get in. And a lot of Patriots have, have been, I think, uh, Willie McGinnis has been shut out. He should, he should, he should be in. Um... Who was it that, that was complaining this week about that? Well, I mean, you're going to have Rodney Harrison. You're going to have. I mean, there's hey, Harrison. Be. Harrison was complaining about it, and and he's right. And I think because the Patriots ran on the Super Bowl field all at once, you know, they, they, you know, they're never introduced individually. They never talking about themselves individually. They're not colorful. They're always about the team. They get penalized in the Hall of Fame voting. Now, of course, Brady's going to get in, and Gronk's going to get in, and Belichick's going to get in. But there's a lot of other guys on that team that, I mean, that's the greatest dynasty in pro f- football history. And you're telling me this is the first guy to get in? Well, you got to start. You got to get the first one in, right? And when you only get five, you know, current, you know, five modern day players in, you're going to get that backlog. And, and unfortunately, that's what happens, right? Guys start drifting away because you get the new class in. You look at next year, you're, you're getting Troy Polamalu in. You've got a couple of other first ballot guys that are certainly getting in. Uh, which means other guys get pushed down. 
with the exception of this 20-person class, which will include a couple of coaches, a couple of contributors, as we've seen. Gil Brandt, uh, we had a, a fun story by my partner Jason Smith uh, during the week. I'll give a, the summary because I want to hear your take on this. At one point, Jason working over at the NFL, NFL Network and NFL.com, he was, doing the, he was the host of Fantasy Live, and they asked him to do a mock draft. And they put them all up on the, the website. And Gil Brandt comes over and says, Hey, Jason, what was the system you used for your mock draft? And according to Jason's story, he asked him that about eight times. And he didn't really have a system, right? You're, yeah, of course. You're, 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 you're reading what you can. You're yeah, talking right. to yeah, people yeah, as yeah. you can. And you're evaluating need based on the 256 games plus that you'd watched the year before. Evidently unsatisfied that there wasn't a system to be delineated or handed out on a spreadsheet, uh, Gil walked away and really never talked to him again. So Jason's convinced that Gil Brandt hates him. Hall Gil Brandt doesn't Brandt. hate anybody. The last time I saw Gil Brandt was in the concierge lounge of the Marriott in Atlanta during the Super Bowl week. He was up there having breakfast every day. He and I had breakfast two or three days that week. Great, great guy. Nice to everybody. I've always he's, had great conversations oh, with Gil Brandt. And he was one of the guys who talked. He bridged the gap. There's so much football executives and football people know that media doesn't know, but Gil was one of the first ones to to reach out and kind of connect and provide that bridge. He was so good with the media, and I'm so glad he got in. Well, what's great is also the beginning of analytics, right? You could trace it all the way back to him and the computer printouts, some of the video that they were showing, the old war room stuff on the dot matrix printers, you know, the giant reams of paper. I mean, that's about as cool as it gets. But you mentioned the Patriots getting in. Belichick and Brady and everybody else getting in. Ed Reed made sure Bill Belichick was noticed on Saturday night. Steve, Bashani, Ozzie Newsom, Coach Belichick, his staff, Coach Harbs, his staff. The confusion and the look of utter terror by the Ravens executives as that was uttered. Obviously, you meant Brian Billick, but Bill Belichick still on the brain. Oh my God! I didn't. I, I I thought there was something in Belichick that we didn't know about. I thought there was some influence he had on his career. So he met Brian. I didn't realize this. Yeah, he met Brian Billick. How, how, how did he know that? How do you know that? Did he, did he later say that? No, I've just got to like he's running through all the executives sh- and people in the Ravens organization. Oh my! So God. I've got to think it was Billick who coached him <laughs> for years. But what was great? There was also a. I thought there was so. I thought he was gonna because Belichick would ride him and and yell at him on the sidelines, and I thought he do was. He was crediting Belichick like in a funny way. You know? Well, if okay. it was, then, then maybe we'll find out later on it was a middle finger to Brian Billick. I don't know. But the, the fact of the matter is Belichick kept coming up in all sorts of speeches. Kevin Mawai bringing it up. Everybody else just saying how hard it was to crack the nut that was the New England Patriots. And I thought there was a great picture that made its rounds on social media as well. Uh, there was of, you know, you got the playlist and everything on a quarterback's forearm. And there was the picture of Tom Brady. Which just said, always know where number 20 is. <laughs> How about that? There you have it. He's Bill Plasky. I'm Mike Harmon. Fox Sports Sunday just getting started with you here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Go to geico.com. Get yourself a free rate quote. Coming up next, we're going to get ourselves our first taste of the morning paper, right? We got our coffee. All right, I'm ready. We, we're ready to roll. Vinny Close. 
Vinny Close? Vinny Chase. Uh, <laughs> Vinny Chase, by the Vinny, way, Vinny yeah, Chase, yeah. yeah, I thought Entourage jumped a shark his last couple seasons. Did you agree? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, all right. And then they made a movie that was unnecessary. It was horrendous, horrendous movie. Crap. It was trash. But that's it. Vince Close, our executive producer. I got another story we'll talking about Entourage. I can talk about that later. Well, there you go. We'll get into more Entourage <laughs> stories and everything. Just having some fun with you. It's Sunday morning here, light and easy. Uh, get yourself a nice cup of coffee and sit back and relax. We'll entertain you, inform you, and have you ready to dominate your Sunday. He's been Plashke, I'm Mike Harmon. This is Fox Sports Sunday. I think I've covered it. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, get Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. And this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
Hey, greetings. Welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Bill Plasky hanging out with you. Thanks for giving us a few minutes of your time. Lots of entertainment options. Lots of things to be doing as summer is creeping towards its end already. I know people going back to school next week. Good luck with that. I still got two plus weeks, a lot of registration and doctor's visits to finish but, off. But aren't that. you happy? Be honest with your two girls. When they go back to school, your life is easier when they go back to school. It, it does easy, get it a little is. bit easier. I mean, uh, given the night schedule that I work here, 7 to 11, uh, alongside Jason Smith here uh, nightly, uh, that's a Pacific time here on Fox Sports Radio. Yes, the ability to get them off to school and then potentially take a nap is there. But let's face it, once you're up and moving, there's always a million things you want to do. And for particularly for me, as we get towards football season, what am I doing? Fantasy, fantasy rankings, fantasy football. I'm going to be on the network later on at 420 Pacific with Dan Beyer and Nick Ba talking a little fantasy football. We'll have a couple of fantasy notes that weasel their way into our conversations today, Bill. Nothing we have to debate on, just they'll find their way. I'm sure Baker Mayfield will be part of it. I'm just Baker guessing. Ma- yeah, yeah, we will be talking about Baker, Baker Mayfield, Mayfield probably next hour. We're going to get into David Griffin's comments and oh. the backtracking here in a moment because, well, we're here in Los Angeles and Bill's watching the LeBron James Circus Part 2 uh, getting ready to unfold. The first, we bring in our guy Vinay, as he's called on other shows, and we get our first edition of the Sunday Paper. You've got your coffee. You're reclined in the comfy chair, and the dog is relaxing at your feet. All that's missing is some background music and some reading material. Mike and Bill get you ready for the day in this edition of the Sunday Paper. Vince, what's going on? What's going on, Vince? Oh, I got a good one to start off our first Sunday paper day. We're going to the food and drink section. Food, se- food, food section. Th- That's the way to get things food started. Food and drink, because this has to do with both. We've got a, a young man, a 23-year-old pro surfer, Frank O'Rourke, was at a Jacksonville beach Saturday when a shark decided to take a bite out of his left arm, according to News 4 in Jacksonville. Craziest thing to happen to me in my life, O'Rourke toward the floor... Florida Times Union. I felt something jump out of the water and latch onto my arm just by my elbow. It grabbed me, thrashed in the water, and swam away. Now, the interesting thing about this is you would think any normal person would head directly to the hospital. Not O'Rourke. According to his buddy R.J. Berger, the guys headed to a bar because they were being offered free drinks after being attacked by a shark. So my question to you guys is, what are you willing to forego a trip to the hospital for? Wait, wait. First off, do you believe this story? Do you first off? He he talked to the Florida Times Union, so they got it secondhand. Do you actually believe he went to a bar and had a drink with half his arm falling off? Well, I figure he'd get bandaged up, and I mean, you're going to get medical attention on the scene, right? Yeah, but if, so if it's a shark bite, this story sounds apocryphal to me. It just doesn't sound. That's right. a good word. It doesn't that's sound. A five dollar word. This five dollars doesn't sound right. But I don't know. I mean, it, we would. How about we take it at face value? Because we it's more fun. Because it's, it's more fun. Because you want to believe fun. it, Harmon. That's right. Well, it's funny because his friend also told the WLWT5, quote, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. It's happened to a couple of my friends. It doesn't bother you. But I mean, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. That's kind of how I feel when people are really f- afraid of getting on a plane. Oh, yeah. It's like, what are you going to do? Right. Enjoy it. The best, take a nap. Watch a movie. I mean, let's face be. it. The best way, the best way, to, if you if you really want to take care of your family, 
and leave a legacy financially for everyone behind, which everyone wants to do, the best way to die is in a plane crash. Because they'll make a ton of money from insurance. You're gone and don't and before you know it, right? That's the best way. It's instantaneous. Yeah, there's no suffering. There's no right. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> I hate to bring it up. This is kind of a weird conversation to have, but it's it's a truth. But in the interim, make sure all those uh, life insurance premiums are paid up. Get that will in place. You know, it's it's one of those kind of months uh, as we get towards the second half of the year. That, but what would you idea. give up? I think you're talking about you know big sporting events. You know, I'm a dope. I was in a horrible car accident. Not to equate it with getting bitten by a shark. But the car was totaled. I really was not good, but I had no obvious injury. They checked me out. No heart issue, no concussion, no whatever. So that night, my life didn't change. I came to work and did four hours of great sports talk. And then what happened afterward? Did you go to the hospital later? I eventually had I was. I had a checkup with my doctor scheduled for two days after that anyway. It's kind of weird the way that works. All I was was sore. I, I had even more pressure. I was on a, a weekend at the beach at a beachfront uh, rented house with a woman I was trying to impress, and I started feeling ill. And I was ill the whole weekend, but I couldn't. I didn't want to tell her. Oh wow! Okay. You know what I mean? Because you wanted to have a nice weekend, and it's on the beach, and it's all this romantic, all this stuff. The minute I get home, I get home uh, on a Sunday night, Monday afternoon. I was in the hospital for the week for a week. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I was. Uh, so yes, I. I am. That's my problem. That's, uh, that's that, pretty serious. There. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that's yeah. not a. Hey, I, I, I had it. a little bit of a, a gastrointestinal no, no, problem. No, no, no. It was. It was. It was not pretty. And uh, and it was like I was just wanted. To, I just you know I'm the kind I play in. Everybody talks about playing in pain. And I think if you if you talk about doing it, usually you don't do it. But I, I don't ever talk about it. But I I think I I have. It's scary. That my pain threshold is such that sometimes when you're hurting, you need to you need to take care of yourself, and I never do. No, I've I've been dumb. Yes, it's it's very costly. Let me tell you to the people around you. So and, I so again, I else. don't believe Vince. Vince, do you believe that story? Do you believe he actually went and got a drink? I could totally see it happening. Just because in the video that's attached to the article that I guy sent you, the the bite didn't look that bad. Okay, he didn't. It it wasn't like they took off like a hand or a chunk of his. <laughs> okay, of so his this bicep. is a couples retreat, uh, Vin, Vince Vaughn kind of thing. Yeah, where it's just a little imprint of a tooth as opposed but, to a. Yeah, he was bite. definitely bleeding and everything, but it was it was not like somebody took but, a chunk but, out of him where he had. Well, like, but you did set up the story by calling it the food section. That well, is pretty yes. good. Yeah, you well, you set it quotes, up like that, so you well, set up our expectations. He spit it out. That's exactly what the, one of the quotes was. He tasted me and must not have liked it. Uh, All right, you know Vince, what, what would you, you do? He did it for love. I'm dumb, yes. and I, I just like to hear he myself talk. He did it for work, work ethic. And, and for you, Vince. Uh, I, I busted my foot one time really good, and I was out getting food for my wife and I, and I decided instead of going to the hospital to take the food home to my wife... And the next day, we ended up going to urgent care, and I had to get some stitches in my foot. But what, what was the uh, takeout? Uh, Since we're in the food section, let's see. I think. Oh, what was it? I think it was you don't sandwiches. remember this. You really put no, your foot. Yeah, no, you no, really no, no. Put I remember your... now. I remember it was Witch Witch. We, I just I just gone up the street to get us some oh, sandwiches. Dude, you don't sandwich. do that for Witch Witch for a sandwich. Oh, for, a sandwich. <laughs> for a sandwich that I could buy at a Target. You really put Not your foot. Sponsor. You really put your foot in your mouth there, uh, Vince. <laughs> oh, nicely done. <laughs> Almost literally. There he is, the wordsmith, Bill Plasky. Thank you, Vince. We'll do another round of that coming up about a half hour from now. Coming up in one minute, we'll get into David Griffin. 
often. His comments in Sports Illustrated and the later backtracking work that he did. Bill's been shaking his head over this one all morning. At Bill Plasky on Twitter. Read him on the pages of the LA Times, latimes.com. See his face on Around the Horn as he debates great sports talk, just like we do here for four hours each and every Sunday. But now it's time to turn our attention over to Isaac Lowenkron, our buddy. Charger Insider. He did a bang-up job again. I heard him again. He's, he's been doing it all he's week. Killing it. You are a Charger Insider now. At uh, Isaac Lowenkron on Twitter. He's our guy. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Bill. Indeed. And as a Chargers insider, I can tell you nothing new on Melvin Gordon. He still has not reported to camp. However, we did have an eventful Saturday in Major League Baseball. The Houston Astros pitched a combined no-hitter against the Mariners. Aaron Sanchez, making his Houston debut, pitched the first six innings getting the combined no-hitter off of that great start. The Dodgers' Walker Bueller, speaking of great performances on the mound, 15 strikeouts in a 4-1 victory over the Padres, and Nelson Cruz hit three home runs for the Twins in their 11-3 win over the Kansas City Royals. It was Cruz's second three-home run game in 10 days. Hey, great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. In the NFL, Jacksonville Jaguars defensive end, Yannick Ngakwe has ended his holdout and is on the practice field as we speak. The Denver Broncos this morning announcing the signing of running back Theo Riddick. And former Raiders receiving great Cliff Branch passed away on Saturday two days after his 71st birthday. Here was Cliff Branch catching a touchdown pass in Super Bowl 15 against the Eagles from Jim Plunkett. Back is Plunkett. Time to throw. Deep to the end zone to Branch. It is caught by Branch. Touchdown Raiders. The legendary Bill King with the call there and then three years later in Super Bowl 18 it was Plunkett to Branch again this time against Washington. Here's Plunkett. Going deep for Branch. Could have him. Does have him. 50 yard completion from Plunkett to Branch. I'll tell you, Cliff Branch loves to go deep. He starts at the beginning of the game, and he says, I can get him deep. I can get him deep. Wow, that's great hearing John Madden. I'm going to go and watch Summerall and Madden highlights. Yeah, that is so great, Ilo. Oh, my Uh, God. Nothing beats that. It brings back so many memories of Sunday afternoons growing up. And we'll get back to Michael Harmon and Bill Plaschke in 10 seconds. But first, a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. All yours, fellas. Oh, that got me all excited. Now I'm thinking of those great reads. You know how they had to start teasing what was ahead? Coming up after an all-new 60 yeah. Minutes. <laughs> it's murder, she wrote. I mean, just back when they were on CBS. That was so you know, great. great. tandem as you go through. Hey, guys, oh. quick story about the murder, she wrote thing and the pause. Uh, now, now we're getting Ireland talking about murder, yeah, she wrote. See, okay. Angela okay. Lansbury. What do you got? So Summerall would always say, like you said, Michael, you you had it perfectly. Murder, she wrote. So one year, it was the Giants and Washington in the NFC Championship game in 87. And coming up afterwards was not murder, she wrote, but gone with the wind. So Summerall's reading the promo, and he says, coming up next, gone with the wind. And you can hear Matt. Madden was laughing so hard he had to leave the booth. He was laughing so hard. Clark Abel and Vivian Lee and gone with the wind. Oh, I love it. Brilliant stuff. Thanks, Isaac. As we were talking about, though, with the the Hall of Fame, just to, with those Cliff Branch highlights, you've also got Plunkett, a couple of Super Bowl rings, not in the Hall, uh, of, Hall Fame, of Fame, and Tom Flores. 
not in the Hall of Fame. First Latino head coach to win a Super Bowl, the first Latino head coach in football. So we go through that, you know, part of the mechanism yep. as well. So you may have three Oakland Raiders as part of this twenty-person class a year from now. Well, let's get to it. We've been. Uh, dancing around this one for a while. LeBron James Camp was reportedly shocked by David Griffin's description of working with the star and the end of the tenure in Cleveland. Quote, everything we did was so inorganic and unsustainable and frankly not fun. I was miserable. This is from uh, Jake Fisher of Sports Illustrated. Literally the moment we won the championship, I knew I was going to leave. There was no way I was going to stay for any amount of money. As champagne popped in the Cavs locker room, Griffin privately wept in an Oakland broom closet. Ponder that one for a moment. Uh, I was so fixated on outcome that I totally lost my joy. The reason is LeBron is getting all the credit and none of the blame. And that's not fun for people. They don't like being part of that world. Seems like pretty solid statement, right? I mean, everything it, he said, everything he said is everything that I've experienced and Laker fans have experienced with LeBron out here. But isn't that what we heard in Miami? It's a, yeah, isn't that what we he heard said, in he Cleveland the first the time? Speak the truth, Griffin. He so spoke da- the truth. So David Griffin, in a purging, went through this cathartic exercise of talking about what that time was like. Doesn't mean it didn't have great professional and personal highs, but night after night, and we've seen this all along with LeBron James' career, and it's part of the machine, and it, I don't think he can be blamed for it wholly, but he gets all the credit, but the blame gets dispersed to everybody else. It, 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 right? it, it, it's it, just the nature of the beast. Everything they've done out here since he got here, I would call it inorganic. I would call it unsustainable. And I would call it, frankly, not fun. So he's correct. Everything he says is backed up. And then he, and then when he says about LeBron saying that uh, he's not about winning anymore. Well, he said he's lost that animal-like, he's not the same animal. That's what we see. Is really what it comes down to. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Once you've hit some level of stardom, much has been made of LeBron's comments after winning the title, saying, look, everything else you know, is icing on the cake is one of the popular lines. And it comes down to this. Who has the same hunger after reaching certain levels in their own professions? I ask you, listening out there, look yourself in the mirror or in the coffee cup or whatever is there, uh, you know, the, the glass reflection there as you stare out over whatever. There's certain times in your personal, professional life where you're like, all right, I did that. I hit it. You know, you, you hit a sales quota at work or you hit that job that you wanted. And now it's, all right, how do I keep this level for the rest of my career? Maybe you're not looking to add the next chip. For LeBron James, it's not that he doesn't still want to win and that it's not still important, but getting that ring in Cleveland was all-consuming. And for the people around him, they felt every bit of that. And when you don't have control, that's the other thing for David Griffin, I think, that gets lost in all this. Part of it is, as much as he was the architect When we use that word, we use it loosely in sports a lot of times. As much as he was, quote, in charge of putting that roster together, I got to believe he doesn't think he had anywhere near 100% between Gilbert up top and LeBron James as the player with his entourage, his group of management, Rich Paul and company, as it goes through, that as a guy that put that team together, he's never going to get credit for what he had to do to get those personalities and everything together. It's it's and he says 
they don't the reason he's getting all the credit and all the blame and that's not fun for people. They don't like being part of that world. They don't nobody liked being part of LeBron's world last year. Now, and I think you make a good point is that we're not saying LeBron's a bad guy. We're not saying he's a bad basketball player. We're not saying what he's doing is unfair or un, unreasonable. It's just he's a human being. But we are saying, he's, I am saying, he's disengaged and detached and hasn't been all there. And maybe it's a very human response, but it's but it's exactly what happened. And Griffin hit, it, hit the nail on the head. And so I was so disappointed in to hear what happened next. Well, you get the tweet from LeBron James. All right, all right, at King James on Twitter. All right, all right, enough is enough. The throne has been played with too much, and I ain't for horseplay. Ether, coming soon. All right, what does that, that mean? That re- that's reference to rap battles and Why? What is intricacies. Ether? What is ether? Ether is a, is a drug, I thought, or something. Or Back in the old days, they would give you the Civil War. The ether to— uh, Dear mother, I had some ether today to, to help my amputate my leg. Well, that is true. It's Nas and Jay-Z and Beef in, in the rap world. It's called Ether? That's Yeah. So Ether generally means you're taking somebody out. Is it a verb or a noun? That's a good question. Ether or? It can be <laughs> Ether or. Yeah, so it's from Nas from 2001. I'm such a nerd. There you go. So, all right, all right. Yeah, so, so uh, it was it was a song from Nas from 2001. Okay, so anyway, so and then it continue the story. Continue but the, story. the idea being that LeBron James then responded with this tweet. Uh, what do you got? A smiley face, nine fire emojis, a crown emoji, hashtag James Gang, and then the fist. And as of August 1st, I mean, that's when it really started to take off and become this thing. It's like, if you got a problem with David Griffin, just say you got a problem with David Griffin. Speaking right, and reportedly LeBron's people reached out to David Griffin for comments. So on Friday, okay, he decided to go on ESPN, and well, he kind of backtracked a little bit along the way. I failed miserably in getting everyone to the right sense of urgency following the championship. And my belief at that time was there's no way anyone can be born in Akron, Ohio, deliver the first championship in 52 years to Cleveland, Ohio, and be the same human being. It's, it's not possible. You're a person. You're a human being. And my fear at that time was that he wouldn't have that same animal-like desire to win. And what we've seen, obviously, is he's gone to multiple finals since so it was an unfounded fear i had at the time oh right but this article this interview happened recently yeah right this isn't it hasn't been held for two plus years he wasn't saying i felt like lebron didn't care about winning two years ago he's like now right so as we sit here Waiting on 2019, 2020, expectations high. Anthony Davis in town. They cobbled together a pretty good roster. Some that'll cover up the defensive deficiencies caused by willingness slash age that we have at this point with LeBron James. And look, he had big numbers last year. They're empty numbers when they were 500 when he was on the court. But David Griffin, in his initial comments in Sports Illustrated, didn't say that he was gone from wanting to win just said it's not the same and i I don't see how that is unfair a character characterization i don't see how this became this giant flame war that lebron james has to go and do the tweet it's like if you're going to call the guy out call the guy out just say david griffin i thought we were good what what did i miss what did i you know just come at it because we know he knows how to use social media in all forms doing this a bleak you know 
flyby kind of response with all the emojis just is lacking. And for David Griffin to go on and backtrack on his comments, stand by it. Stand I, by it. What did you say? You you were uncomfortable. You were miserable because you couldn't do your job. And in theory, now in New Orleans, you'll be able to do so. Give credit where it's due. It helped make your career. It helped push you to a whole other echelon. And you learned a lot about the game from how it can be at its peak and how you can hit professional lows even when you're winning. Because I think everybody's experienced that in their lives. No matter how well things may be going, there's some part of you that's still unsatisfied. I think it's interesting, too, that Griffin, we were all in L.A. saying when the Lakers had a general manager opening, we thought when Magic left, Hire David Griffin. Why sure. can't you? Why can't you hire David Griffin? Well, obviously they could have tried to hire David Griffin. He wasn't going to come out here. I think the bigger comments, more so than even the LeBron, not the animal-like instincts and that sort of stuff he's talked about, is the fact that it's so hard to build a team around him, and it's unsustainable and it's inorganic. Well, everybody wants to have their piece, right? To have their contribution acknowledged, and to be to be treated on that level. And obviously you join in for the circus, you get what it what it is. I mean, you're going to have an opportunity to win, but there's certain rules and and certain ways the locker room and the game is going to flow that are out of your control. So either you sign up for it whether you're in the front office or a player or you you back away and and this owes to some of the criticism over the years of well who wants to play with him. Yeah, and it's. I just think when he said it's not fun, it was not fun. Like everything he said, I'm like anybody who was with the Lakers last year could have said the same thing. And I'm disappointed that he tried to. And he said his story was taken out of context. His quotes were taken out of context. He's obviously the power of LeBron James. You know, has him still has him and hold him in sway. But um, David Griffin, you were right. Stick by what you said. Everything you said is everybody's experience in L.A. By the way, you also traded Anthony Davis to him. So you also, you know, already bowed to, yeah, yeah. to LeBron James. Yeah, again. yeah, exactly. Thank so you. You're already, so you're already done. All this other stuff is is just fluff uh, at this point. He's Bill Plasky. I'm Mike Arm. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. You can go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Coming up next, we try to fill in, fill in the blanks on some of the big sports topics from this past week. That's next on Fox. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or... Check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. He can throw that old speedball by you. He's Bill Plasky at Bill Plasky, still slinging it. And on the pages of the LA Times, latimes.com, I'm Mike Harmon. Find me over at Swollen Dome on Twitter and Instagram. Fantasy football stuff starting to flow this week. We'll have some videos and some rankings up for you to get things started as the preseason really gets underway. You look confused. Preseason. Well, I mean, we've got one game in the books. We've got 64 more beautiful preseason it's games exhi- to go. It's exhibitions. It's exhibitions. Don't, not, don't call them preseason. Why? Because to pre- say preseason acts like it's a real game or something. Baseball, spring training, they don't call them preseason baseball games. They call them exhibition games. Okay. So What's uh, the difference? It's a huge difference. It's the same thing. No, it's a difference in perception. Get, no, I mean, the, it's just right, getting ready right. for the season. Are you not? No, but the NFL, mm. but, but we're, I just... It, it, <laughs> It drives me crazy. There should be no preseason, quote unquote, in the NFL. Colleges don't need it. You can have interest. They had they had the Rams and, and uh, Chargers had a scrimmage this week. Do more of those. Uh, do the team do the practices. team practices. That's all you need. The players aren't going to play anyway. There's nobody going to. You know, Sean McVay set the tone, rightly so, and it was so. Inter- I thought it was interesting. So last year, as we know, last uh, fall, he didn't play. Last summer, didn't play any of his starters during during the exhibition season. Season's, season begins. They get off to a tough first half against the Raiders. I'm up there. I'm I'm ripping them for not playing them during exhibition season. I'm ripping them because the games it's it's halftime and they're and they're, I think and it's it's a, the score's tied or something. Where they're or they're you know they're, they're not they're not playing very well. We're on deadline. By the time the game ends, they had blown the Raiders out and they looked great. But I had already devoted my column to criticizing them for not playing in the summer. Well, that means you just had the first half had of your cha- column I had, had to change. Had to change. Had to change. Yeah, but uh, I didn't change. You know, so I had to really scramble, and even then, I didn't scramble enough. I will never do that again. It, the Rams went to the Super Bowl by not playing anybody in this exhibition season. So. Yeah, and then they scored three points. He's Bill Plasky. I'm Mike oh, so, here. so, so, so they scored three points because they didn't play him in the exhibition season. 
No, I just thought it was fun oh, okay. to ha- lay the okay. hammer down okay. after all that excitement and the greatest show on turf revisited. Three points. Uh, Bill Plasky. How many points did the Patriots score before the fourth quarter? Doesn't matter. They, they scored enough to win, did they not? Yes, they did. But but, but you're talking points. I'm talking I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking victory. Still wins, losses. Uh, as we go, Vince Close and Bill Plasky, we're just going to play a quick round of fill in the blank. No, no, game. we're all good. Ready? All right. So we have these... <laughs> We have these football camps that we go through. Uh, we're going to skip the stager for, for for time interest today. Uh, we have these football camps. They're always feel-good moments, right? Kids get to meet their heroes. Who said this? At one point, we're told that this player tossed kids out of a contact drill saying, get the blank out. And it's unclear why he booted them from the drill. Nine to 12-year-olds in this camp. Confrontation with the moms. Who's the former player? Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch, yes. Marshawn Lynch. He cursed out the kids. And the parents followed him out with with their videos, right? Brilliant. All right. He's approaching 400 home runs. Nelson Cruz, second time in the last week and a half that he did a three-home run game. Can you name any of the top five shortest other than Cruz? To do that, to go three home runs twice? No, 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 idea. no, no idea. That's no a great clue. one. All right, the shortest is Doug DeSenses okay, back in 1982 in 80, uh, with the Orioles. He did it in five games. Yeah, Johnny Mize, Willie Stargell, and Sammy Sosa. Top five Steroids. RBI lead. Wow, you had to just drop <laughs> that in. I thought you were going to make a, a shot as to the current complexion. How about top five RBI <laughs> leaders entering Sunday's action? Any any guesses? Yeah, Ed Schmidt. Uh, Yelich, not Goldschmidt. No, Yelich, no, Bellinger. N- no. Wait for RBI leaders in in baseball. Yes. Bell, Cody Bellinger's not lead? a top five. Yeah. No, who? Bell, Escobar, Trout, Devers, Freeman. Coming up next, we talk about those Dodgers, the deadline debacle, and angst here in LA. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Hey, welcome in. Hour two of the program, Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Bill Plasky. At Bill Plasky on Twitter is where you find him. Read him on the pages of the LA Times, latimes.com. You can see him around at Around the Horn. I'm here, Fox Sports Radio, 7 to 11 Pacific every night alongside Jason Smith. You can find me at Swollen Dome on Twitter and Instagram, the retooled SwollenDome.com coming back up for fantasy football purposes here. Retooled? Well, I got to re- revisit it. It's been a minute. So trying to figure out exactly what the best format is for short term and short length yelling and videos and you know cool. the culinary stuff. At one point, I did a uh, a little trial of fat man cooking, where I did a uh, my daughter and I were screwing around in the kitchen, so she filmed me doing a cooking thing one night when we were making dinner. Oh, that's I don't know. cool. You never know what it's going to become. I, I always envisioned that Smith and I would end up doing a road trip show for Food Network or something because we we eat. Here, I mean, we have dinner together probably four nights a week in some capacity. So why not take that show on the road? That's a great idea. And do some gastronomic uh, disasters. I'll probably smoke some meat. I do that too. Yeah, there's no <laughs> question about it. That that comes into play as well. I was thinking about doing some of that uh, maybe Tuesday. So you know, folks will be the beneficiaries here around the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. You actually smoke meat? I do. On your own. Well, I, I I have the lazy man's thing. I have the electric smoker, but let me tell you, it works brilliantly. I've never even thought of that. I never thought you could even do that. Yeah, no, no. Literally, you put your tray of water, season your meat, add some wood chips, whatever the flavor is you want to add in, get that started, fire your, your brisket or your ribs or whatever in, 
and then you you've got the digital time and temperature. You don't have to think about it at all. See, I don't I don't eat eat red meat anymore, but it's not because of. It's only because I didn't. I don't like having the meat sweats. <laughs> okay, if, if, well, if, I mean, we is that a real thing? It is. That a, it's no, a, absolutely, it's it a is a real thing. thing. Sure, I thought it was just me being a baby. No, no, that, that's a real thing. Meat sweats, no yeah. question about it. Because <laughs> usually that that coincides with consumption of um, some beverages. But we we smoke salmon a lot. My oh, kids, we, we make great uh, smoked salmon scramble. See, here's the the lifestyle portion of the show with Mike Harmon uh, and Bill Plaschke here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. But yeah, it's one of my favorite things to do. My daughters and I cook together quite a bit. That's cool. That's really a bonding thing. Well, and they're learning some great life skills, right? I wish I would have learned. Who cleans up? They, they're forced to clean a little bit. Dad does most of it to make sure that it's to his standard. But In my whole life, I've never cooked a thing, but I'm the one that always I will always clean up. So Thanksgiving well, dinner. Well, that's a good Thanksgiving. Back and forth. That, yeah, that's Thanksgiving dinner. Wherever I'm with, you make the dinner. Well, everybody enjoys it afterward. Everybody's sitting around the table talking wine and a little bit of pie on their plates. Then I get up and I go to work and I'll stay there all night till everything's clean. See, there you go. I I saw something in speaking of you know Thanksgiving dinners and crazy road shows. Uh, a guy Fietti diners, drivers, and dives where he went to a place that had Thanksgiving dinner waffles. So the waffles were basically the stuffing made into a waffle form and then load up everything else over the top. That's pretty good. It looked really good. I think I'm going to have to try to replicate that along the way. I forget where that shop is, but thanks for the idea. Uh, We will steal that and make that our own. Uh, Much like your column, here's the uh, headline. Column, Andrew Friedman's uncharacteristic restraint could haunt the Dodgers in October. Can I read from it? Can I read from it, please? Well, let me do the setup really quick. For those that missed it, we always see the trading of prospects, right? They've been active year after year. Never the top prospects, but certainly activity from the Dodgers. And when we're talking about Jed Jerko, being the big acquisition, Adam Clerico, Adam Clerico too. Yeah, that you're you're looking around and wondering. All right, back to back World Series, all of these expectations. Look, there were relievers out to be had, and given where we are in the standings, a number of teams weren't sure whether they were buyers and sellers and just kind of stood around. But you did have 10, 11 relievers actually move during the break during the trade deadline, and that was exactly what. We all surmised that the Dodgers would be looking to do. So take it away from your column, sir. Yes, they were supposed to get bullpen help. They desperately needed bullpen help. They did not get it. My lead was they played it safe. They checked their swing. They held the ball. It's strange to say that about a Dodger organization that's been so fearlessly bold in winning six consecutive division championships and advancing into consecutive World Series. But Wednesday was the strangest of days. Given a chance to take a trade deadline leap that could have added the final championship piece to the best team in three decades— the Dodgers stayed on the ledge, feet rooted to the precipice, looking down, shaking their heads. Ooh. It was it was disappointing, and, 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 and I was so sure they were going to make a trade for a reliever, and they and it came down to Felipe Vasquez. And well, that was the guy, right? That All we heard and heading that, and that into was, the deadline was, was it was a matter of price, and they wouldn't trade Gavin Lux. He's their shortstop, second baseman, plays at AAA Oklahoma City now, batting about six hundred <laughs> down there. But he's still until they reach the major leagues. They're they're all liabilities. They're not assets yet until they make we the major leagues. And yet they decided to base their franchise, their future of this season on this kid. And they think they can get their bullpen help by bringing up the the red haired kid Dustin May, 
he'll he started Friday. He'll start next week, but he'll go to the bullpen. Ginger guard, as he was, yes, yeah. as he was called. So it was it was. I think it was a devastating day for a lot of Dodger people, Dodger fans, and the Dodgers themselves. They were disappointed. They wanted to make this deal. They thought they could make it work, and they couldn't make it work. And now they had a bullpen that's the bottom third of the league and a heritage runner scored. Kenley Jansen's been a question mark closer. They've blown in the last two World Series five different games. The bullpen had the ball in their hands with the team with the lead, and they and they blew it. So, I was, so five, so five, five losses. There would have been two World Championships. Yeah, I was chuckling a little bit over the course of the week after the deadline passed. The number of times that anything, if Gavin Lux finished his bagel. <laughs> I had somebody see Lux Bagel. Uh, I th- no matter oh, what I, he did, oh, I get it. Okay, go ahead. I just kind of thought of that on the fly. It's, but it's usually Bagel and Lux. Yeah, I get it. Okay. But you know, I, I inverted it to okay. to get cheeky. <laughs> but the idea was anything he did this week suddenly it was showing up in my timeline as if everybody had to suddenly start putting their chests out and saying we're going to protect this Dodgers brand, which left me confused. No, they didn't make the move. Right, and they value their prospects. I heard Andrew Friedman on with Petrus and Money here on our flagship AM five seventy LA Sports, talking about the long term, and, and that's where you're at with the short term, long term, and long term. Right, long term, lowercase L, long term, capital L, and where we're at with this Dodger team. And you talk about six division wins in a row, two back to back World Series. It doesn't matter what you do. Other than winning a World Series. Everything else is a failure. So when you've got this team that's still rolling, where Clayton Kershaw is still giving you quality starts, quality innings, Walker Bueller with another gem yesterday, another 15 strikeout performance, right? He's done that twice this year. That you're, you're talking about a window where everything and every button you've pressed is right. So looking down the, the road as to the future, just being consistently good is not good enough. You're still staring at 1988. And and you know I think though I think he was you make a good point about long term being the capital or, or, or lowercase Friedman and I talked I spoke to him you know and he was, he was on a conference call is his theory is this these guys are more ready than these these aren't class A prospects these are guys Dustin May will help them this year Gavin Lux could be in the starting lineup next year Gavin Lux could be up if this Corey Seager got hurt you know knock on wood for the Dodger fans. The Gavin Lux would be the shortstop right now, so that's what they're thinking. But it's interesting. So they didn't make the move, but you know who, of course, who did make the move. So I'm doing the Around the Horn show on ESPN, mm-hmm. and, and the show ends, and where it's it's being taped, and by the the taping ends right before the deadline. So there's been no big moves. So we well, do, there was nothing as of so the actual deadline. So we do a segment. Yep. There's no big moves. I go downstairs. Okay, we're off the air. Go downstairs. Get in my car. Text my phone, my phone starts blowing up. Get back upstairs. Get back in the studio. The Astros just acquired Granky. I'm like, what? So at, at the trade deadline, they did. You know, as, as, as everybody knows, right at the at the at the actual buzzer, there's a buzzer beating trade. So we have to run back upstairs, and for the first time in the 16 year history of the show, we had to do it live because the Astros got Granky, and it was such a big deal, and it is a big deal. And then. To think that they've improved, they have the four now the four of the top fifteen ERA pitchers in, in the National in American League on their team. They have guys with so much postseason experience, and then Aaron Sanchez, a guy they just a throwaway trade. He, he, he combines for a no hitter yesterday. A guy that comes in with an ERA of about a six, 
before like 14 straight <laughs> losses or something. Yeah, yes. he's been miserable. So I mean, I think the Astros right now have taken have supplanted in my mind. I think they're the best team in baseball. There you go. They are tied for the best record right now. He's Bill Plasky. I'm Mike Harmon. This is Fox Sports Sunday coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. You can go to geico.com. Get yourself a free rate quote. Time to bring back our man, Vinny Close. It's time to get back into our Sunday paper. You've got your coffee. You're reclined in the comfy chair and the dog is relaxing at your feet. All that's missing is some background music and some reading material. Mike and Bill get you ready for the day in this edition of The Sunday Paper. What's up, bits? What's up, guys? Good morning to you both. So we're going to go to the science section of All our right. Sunday paper Sweet. today. Sweet. I love that section. Yeah, lo- this is, this is going to be big fun because we're talking about drug testing. That's been a big couple of weeks for drug testing. Last week, uh, Golden Tate was suspended for games because he tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs. He blamed the positive test on a sample that was taken after he had done some fertility treatments. Now, we also have this week, we have two stories, one out of uh, European basketball, where DJ Cooper, you may have wondered why he sat out last season. Probably not, because nobody really knows who he is. Yeah, I know who he was. Went undrafted out of Ohio in 2013. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a a second. So he submitted a urine test that indicated he was pregnant, according to MMCRTV Slovenia. That's a bigger story. It's a bigger story then. And he caught a two-year suspension. So he sat out all of last season, and he will miss this season. Now, they will give him time to nurse the baby. And, exactly. And, well, my question for that bonding one is, time. Bonding time. Is that how he found out that he that his girlfriend was pregnant? How about that? So, hey, you get a two year suspension. By the way, you've got a kid on the way. Yes. Wow. And finally, um, this one's a little bit interesting. And my question will be, what is the NFL thinking? Steven Jackson most notably known for his time with the St. Louis Rams, decided to sign a one-day contract with the Los Angeles Rams to retire with the club. Now, upon the announcement he was retired, there was received word that he would have to show up for a drug test. Well, yeah. you know what? It, so, no, you let everybody's laugh. I'm sorry, finish Vince. So, so yeah, so Steven Jackson said he would not be available for that drug test seeing as he is no longer an NFL player. My question is is what is the NFL doing that they can't even know when the guys are actually on a team? It's 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 common sense. I think the NFL is doing the right thing. What they do, I'm sure they have in their system, if a guy retires and comes back out of nowhere, all, that that's all they know. That, that, that's all the computer says is so and so's back after being out for a while. You got to test it for drugs right away. You got to think the guy, whoever it is, went away, tried to beef up and come back. I'm sure they they don't have any filter in the in the software to say, well, he's just coming back ceremoniously, ceremonially, ceremoniously, ceremoniously. Any, yeah, that's where, where I would go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think the NFL just this is probably just routine. Just a computer. On a computer, drug. I don't blame the NFL. Right. If a guy's coming back. Immediately drug test that guy. And I like his response. Just beat it. Sign yeah. your one-day deal. Shake hands, kiss babies. I mean, it was a big deal at Rams camp because Steven Jackson has not been around. I mean, I used to see him all the time, you know, during Super Bowl weeks and whatever, out and about and chatty. Uh, certainly a good personality of the game uh, when he was a player. But, yeah, in this case, tell the, the NFL where to go. 
sign your one-day deal and, and become a legend hospitality guy or whatever the next role is. Now, were you offended by the NFL doing this? No. No. I thought it was kind of funny. Like, to your point, probably just a computer thing. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, whatever that threshold is, six months, nine months, a year. Drug test that guy because he he obviously took off to get bigger and now he's going back. Sure. And we certainly see the one-day contracts. And it's it's the random sampling, right? Of, I, I don't know what that percentage is of guys that get tagged between 420, ironically, and August when that date ends. Unfortunately, you fell in the window. If you've yeah. done this two weeks from now, you're probably Maybe outside not. the window and they leave you alone. But no that's deal. that's the breaks. But made for a fun headline. And for Steven Jackson, we got to remember how good a running back he was. Right? Because you got some B-roll and you got yeah, some of right. his stats and everything Because otherwise, else. nobody's paying attention to this. Thing. No, that's just it. It was from a uh, PR standpoint. You know, he's one of those guys that's kind of lost as to how good he was because those teams, well, weren't. He's Bill Plasky. I'm Mike Harmon. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Coming up next, we stay in the NFL. We've got hard knocks just getting better and better. That and we'll drift into a big story from the AFC North. That's coming up next here on Fox Sports Sunday. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrified horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma 
delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, welcome back in. Fox Sports Sunday, Mike Harmon, Bill Plasky with you. Hanging out here on a Sunday morning. Thanks for giving us a few minutes of your our, your time as we sit here uh, and wax poetic about all the great things in the sporting world. I know a big event here last night in Los Angeles was the U.S. Women's National Team doing their victory tour. They've got a five-stadium tour, and they started off at the Rose Bowl. No Rapino. No Alex Morgan, both with injuries. They did run a few sprints for the crowd that was early arriving ahead of warm-ups. Jill Ellis about to step down from that role, but about 40,000 strong or thereabouts for this inaugural thing. Uh, From all I've heard uh, from people, I I mean, look, Marianne and and Madeline went last night and and enjoyed what they were able to see. Uh, They didn't go for great pageantry, just thought we'd get to see a a little bit of the the national heroes on a big stage and, you know, the the Irish getting after it as well. Well, can can they sustain it? I mean, that's the question is – can they? Can the women's professional soccer league now? Once this victory tour ends, and all these players, all these women are on, they play for the the uh, our our national pro league. Now that it's going to be on television, can they sustain it? I mean, they've they've been they've been record crowds at some of these games, at some of these pro games. Like, but those crowds are like fifteen thousand. I mean, can can the TV ratings hold up? Will people will people watch women's soccer? If it doesn't involve the flag, if well, it doesn't involve the patriotism. Yeah, and that's the curiosity, right? ESPN obviously placing a bet on it. That's the last bastion of must-watch TV, right? Everything else you can hit the DVR on. Live sporting events still rule the day. So we'll see if that comes to bear. But certainly that's part of the, the backdrop. The other, obviously we're watching training camp and we had our first exhibition game the Hall of Fame game on Thursday night. We've got 64 more glorious opportunities to watch uh, the God, there's pass 60, there are 65 of them things. Yeah, buddy. Damn. Four weeks? 16 each? 65 too many. We celebrate them all. Or at least I do. There's only one thing worth celebrating in, in, in preseason, in exhibition season, and that, of course, returns to our TV screens on Tuesday on HBO, Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks greatest, always. The greatest... Annual sports documentary there is. It is ever. always a fun, ceremonious type of situation, even when the teams aren't very ceremonious. Okay, good. Okay, well, right. you got. I've got yeah, to bring it back. Yeah, it's what you call a callback. You got to listen to the whole show. Podcast goes up on iTunes after we're done. Fox Sports Sunday. Plashke and Harmon download it. Give it five stars. We'll love you forever. Bill will walk coast to coast and give you all hugs for doing so and evangelizing to your friends. But we'll get into the hard knocks particulars in a moment because we've got the Oakland Raiders. Right, you've got a team of great personalities led by their head coach, and right now he's in a bad mood because number one wide receiver offseason acquisition Antonio Brown unavailable going to see a foot specialist and for those that haven't seen him you're having breakfast or brunch on a Sunday morning I'm not tweeting those out you can find those at your leisure uh, Antonio's Brown, Brown's feet are grotesque 
to say it bluntly. This is a guy that's put many a weary mile on those feet, has done the work. So there's no question about his work ethic, right? This time of year, we're always hearing the best shape of a guy's life, or there's those guys that you fear either are out of shape or their commitment isn't there. This morning, Houston waved Dante Foreman, a guy that was expected to compete with Lamar Miller for the number one spot. Bill O'Brien just said, when asked, all right, who's the number three running back? He goes, well, who you got is the first two. And the guys said, well, Miller and Foreman. He goes, well, you got Miller right. And he was cut like an hour later. So you've got that going on in the planet Houston. But in Oakland, it's all about Antonio Brown's feet because – Let's face it, you spent a lot of money on him. You spent a lot of money on Tyrell Williams. You've got your deep threats. You bring in Jones as your running back, and you're trying to prop up Derek Carr, figuring out exactly what he is in your what is supposed to be your final season in Oakland, assuming this stadium actually finishes on time. But for John Gruden, concern, or maybe another word. I think we're all disappointed. We, we uh, I think he's disappointed. We like to you know, get the party started. We like to get him out here. He's big part of this team but uh in the time being we're going to continue to work hard and we've seen a development of some other receivers we're excited about we'd like to get this party started you know i think that was a little bit of a shot at antonio brown he says we're dis- we're disappointed and then he said then he's he's probably maybe he's disappointed something to the fact that it didn't sound like he was so certain antonio, we think he's disappointed we think, we think he's disappointed um it's interesting just don't forget how this last season ended for Antonio Brown. Don't forget that. Don't forget how he's put himself ahead of the team before. And as bad as his feet are, I'm sure people are, so players are looking at that saying, well, those are just calluses and blisters, and we play with those, that stuff all the time. Well, I what's mean, curious, though, Bill, is you get through the last year in Pittsburgh, and obviously they're looking for the renaissance, the us against the world. I've called it the Dusty Rhodes slam this sucker down tour after the late great American dream in wrestling lore. Uh, that was what he would always talk about of the latest, you know, barnstorming tour across the country. And that's what the Steelers are with Ben Roethlisberger, with Brown and Le'Veon Bell gone, is trying to prove they can still get it done. For Antonio Brown, he shows up to camp in the hot air balloon. A great scene for everybody, a great pageantry, and I'm sure the opening of the aforementioned hard knocks that we'll get here in a second. But the idea being that. You'd want to think you'd have something to prove. Now, once you add the term going to a specialist to things, obviously you want to get things checked out. You want to get right. But that doesn't strike you as your normal, a rounding into shape, just taking some time. Seems like this could have been done behind the scenes because a lot of these guys aren't practicing. And you wonder if it's his specialist or the team specialist. Yeah. Maybe he's his own specialist. Do you think, I don't think he's going to have the same kind of year he had in Pittsburgh. I just don't. Think, I don't think Derek Carr's as good a quarterback. Yeah, so yeah, and that's, yeah. that's part one. It's part two is he's going to see the double team, triple team, whatever. And Tyrell Williams is not Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, as a number two, I like him. I like him as a speed guy. I like him as a number three. I think he's elevated to a place where I don't know that he necessarily rises up. The presence of Jared Cook certainly helps across the middle, so long as he can stay healthy. Where and do put you up where do you have Antonio Brown in your in your, in your ranking? I've got him fourth. Fourth overall? Fourth, fourth for the wide receivers. That's pretty high. Well, I mean, you're, you're still talking about a guy from a volume perspective. The touchdowns are going to come down, right? He's not going to have 15 scores again. Right. But the volume of targets is still going to be there. They're going to be throwing the ball. Defense will be better than it was a year ago, but they're still a step behind everybody else in that division. He was able to get so open 
in Pittsburgh. So you're thinking that's not going to happen. So I don't think schematically they'll have the same success. And again, it goes to Derek Carr. I'm I'm not sold. I don't know that John Gruden sold going back. to Are the you sold on Derek Carr? Where do you have Derek Carr in your quarterback rankings? Twentieth. Also, is is it fair for me to be me ask you this kind of stuff on this show? Of course it is. Yeah, because I think you're you're the it expert. All, all, you're the you're the, well, you're, the you're the expert. Yeah, Derek Carr would be in the eighteen to twenty range right now. So can you have an 18 to 20 range quarterback and a number four receiver? Sure. Does that work? Absolutely. Because you can still put up numbers as a wideout. All right. Doesn't so mean who, your, who's your the quarterback first, doesn't who's the first three receivers? Julio You'd be looking Jones. at Julio Jones. Uh, let me pull it up as I... Yeah, Julio Jones. Because uh, now that you, you've got me doing that, you know, I don't. I haven't had enough coffee uh, to remember exactly what I put down. Michael Thomas would certainly Ma- be Michael up Thomas there. Michael Thomas would be... Although Drew Brees struggled at the end of last year. But again, volume and efficiency, which is what got Michael Thomas's so his hundred million dollars. So, so your your main thing is targets. Well, targets and I mean, you look at a point per reception. So if you're efficient, like yeah. most leagues are now point per reception, and I think that's the changer uh, as we talk about this a little bit. We'll get into the the big things to take away from Hard Knocks here in a moment uh, and to watch for. I love but, to talk Hard Knocks. Yeah, uh, and the other guy is DeAndre Hopkins. Right. So I I take them at the top, and then we start looking at Devontae Adams. We start looking at Odell Beckham Jr., maybe a little bit of Tyreek Hill, if you believe he can stay out of trouble. Uh, along the way, if he can stay out of trouble, wouldn't he be the top th- one of the top three receivers? No, that's with, it. With Mahomes, that's it. But again, you, you're try, pro, trying to figure out if that's you can replicate that. Yeah. Okay. Right? Because is he going to throw fifty touchdowns again? Probably not. History would say no. Unless he's unless he's breaking all barriers we've never seen before. You don't pretty, have, this guy's pretty good. Oh no, there's no question about he's it. Number, he's, he's your number one pick of the draft, I guess it, right? Well, it depends on In whether a quarterback you want, or running quarterback, back. Quarterback, it's it's whether you want a running back yeah, okay. or a wide receiver first. That's where it gets fun. Because even at running back, I don't have the same guy everybody else does. Who's your guy? Can McCaffrey. You, you know, I, I had, got McCaffrey first over Saquon. Really? You know Saquon's going to get McC- uh, McC- get a big hat. Workload, but he's going to be run into the ground. McCaffrey, well, well, McCaffrey's going to be less snaps, but more touches. I think there's going to be a better operational efficiency. They upgraded that wide receiving core, and I'm bullish. DJ Moore. Yes, there's my hero. Really, you like him? Yeah, he's my. Uh, I have to have him in every league. Really? Even if All I right, have to so reach I, a then. round or two early, I've got to go get myself a little bit of a uh, stake in DJ Moore. We'll continue with Hard Knocks Talk. We need a Charger Insider just, now. There we go. Let's go to our Chargers Insider. Also giving us the updates this morning, our buddy Isaac Lowenkron. Hey, Isaac. Hey, guys. Yeah, it's a busy morning in the National Football League. The Houston Chronicle reporting that the Texans waived running back Deontay Foreman while Jacksonville Jaguars defensive end Yannick Ngakwe ended his holdout. He is on the practice field as we speak. The Broncos signing running back Theo Riddick today. Meanwhile, former Raiders receiving great Cliff Branch passed away yesterday, two days after his 71st birthday. And in case you missed it earlier, let's go down memory lane. Here's Branch in Super Bowl 15 against the Philadelphia Eagles. Back is Plunkett. Time to throw. Deep to the end zone to Branch. It is caught by Branch. Touchdown, Raiders! A late great Bill King, the call there. And then three years later in Super Bowl 18 against Washington, here was Plunkett to Cliff Branch again. Here's Plunkett. Going deep for Branch. Could have him. Does have him. 50-yard completion from Plunkett to Branch. I'll tell you, Cliff Branch loves to go deep. He starts at the beginning of the game, and he says, I can get him deep. I can get him deep. 
In Major League Baseball Saturday, the Houston Astros pitched a combined no-hitter against the Mariners. Aaron Sanchez pitched the first six innings of the combined no-no in his Astros debut. Walker Bueller of the Dodgers struck out 15 in a 4-1 victory over the Padres. Nelson Cruz of the Twins hit three home runs in Minnesota's 11-3 victory over the Kansas City Royals. It was Cruz's second three-home run game in nine days. We'll get back to Michael Harmon and Bill Plaschke in 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmer. At Farmers Insurance, we have concrete evidence that parking under an industrial cement mixer, that's just asking for trouble. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. And Michael and Bill, we have a surprise for you. We did go back in the archives. And remember earlier, Michael, you were referring to Pat Summerall and John Madden and the great memories, including oh, yeah. when Pat Summerall would uh, promote murder, she wrote. Coming up next after 60 minutes after football, and I, I talked about the, the time when uh, he was reading a promo for Gone with the Wind, and he paused in the same way, and it cracked up John Madden, and he was laughing so hard that Madden had to leave the booth. Actually found that promo. So here's here it is real quick. Followed by part one of a CBS Sunday night movie, Gone with the Wind, starring Mark <laughs> <Cable and Vivian laughs> All coming that's great. You found that. I found it. They were the best, guys. Well done. That's Isaac Lowenkron. We'll hear from Isaac again next hour. And, of course, off the rails with Isaac a little over an hour from now. He's Bill Plaschke. I'm Mike Harmon. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. You can go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Now, according to Ian Rappaport, on Twitter reporting, Antonio Brown is now listed day-to-day after seeing said specialist. As we know, day-to-day can mean a lot of things. LeBron James missed 17 games of a season after being <laughs> day, day listed to day. day-to-day. So we'll keep an eye on this one. Certainly as your fantasy drafts get closer, we'll get deeper into the analysis and what it all means and how it flows. But for the moment, Hard Knocks, one of those great annual traditions. I remember when they did the Miami Dolphins. The only thing interesting were the coaches and Ryan Tannehill's wife when they did a segment on her. Otherwise, they were pretty boring and nondescript. The Atlanta Falcons was... Mike Smith was like the worst coach ever for this thing. You have, you have to have a coach that's that's hot, that's talking, that's emotive. You need, a, you need a kind of a nutty coach to make it work. Well, and that's what you have this year. When you've got Mike Mayock and head coach John Gruden at the helm, guys that are media savvy. And let's face it, between guys they picked up this offseason and some that were already on the roster, Raiders have a lot of would-be talkers and personalities. But for you, Bill, it's you go a little deeper into the just the string of how this all comes together and how a season plays out. The arc of the storyline, as it were. So you've got the top five things to watch for and storylines that we'll definitely see during a hard knock season. All right. Well, the number one, well, these, these are not storylines so much as scenes. You'll see, number one, they will show an empty field with sprinklers on it at dawn. Okay, you're gonna okay see, that's you're good. You're going to see the sprinklers on at dawn. Number two, they will show somebody pulling up to a parking spot at 5 a.m. with the car lights on Get going in to do work. Okay, so that'll be John Gruden asleep at his desk or something. They will show, and this is is the obvious of all, they will show some or two or three or four or five poor dudes getting cut. Oh, yeah, especially when John Gruden's doing the cutting. Oh, my God. Think about the speech you get. Young man, I loved your tenacity. And then they will all walk in with their backpacks. He will tell them he loves them. They will hug. Then they will leave the room, never to be heard from again. 
in any sport. In any wow. Sport, right? That's pretty much right. I mean, you've, these guys, the guys that get cut, the, the stars of hard knocks, that's what's so great about it. The well, stars that, of it, Devin Kajust. Remember okay, him last well, year? Well, no. Yeah, he was. He I was, haven't watched hard knocks in a while. Really? Oh, it's must. It's it's it coffee. It's it's a uh, cooler water cooler talk the next morning. Yeah, I usually see Everywhere. a couple of episodes here in the Geico Studios, and we'll we'll watch maybe in the back with some sound and and have a laugh. This year's must see TV. They will. It's sh- the craziness of John Gruden. They will show a player at home. They will probably take Derek Carr or go home. They'll show him with his wife or girlfriend, and they will be cooking something. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, well, you got to get that in. Sure. They always do that. The hometown thing, just like you're watching The Bachelorette. They will. They will. They will show a player calling calling home to his parents in tears, trying to figure out if he should stay or go. Or they will. They will show that. They will show kids. They will show kids taping, putting tape on helmets, or shining shoes. They will have a whole scene with just children, you know, young boys in the club in the locker room you know, clubbies taking care of the equipment. They will show that. They will show an assistant coach going crazy. There'll be one assistant coach. Oh, there's plenty of those. There'll be an assistant coach going nuts. Who was the guy for the Browns last year? He became a cult hero. Oh, the offensive line coach. The offensive line coach. See, even you didn't see it and you know what I'm talking about. Oh, no, no, no. That became a... Right. That cut through everything. Yeah, that became the headline for about a week. Right. So it'll be the sports headlines and it carries it through. It carries the conversation through the first game of the season. Yeah, it'll be a fun, uh, fun watch for sure. And you got to figure there's got to be a trip to Napa up there. Antonio Brown's hot air balloon arrival, arrival will be something. probably was sponsored by HBO when it's all said and done. They will show two players, roommates, in the training camp hotel who are too big for their beds. And it's really the running these, joke these, these, of these the yeah, size. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh, Bob Wiley was the Bob Wiley. question. Is he st- now? I believe he retired, didn't he? Uh, I believe you're, something happened to him, but he's not. I don't think he's. Still, that's a good question. We'll have to. Coaching it, but yes. we'll have to figure out the. Uh, but Bob Wiley would. Yeah, it'll it'll show. Yeah, Bob Wiley uh, ripped on Freddie Kitchens, saying that quarterback coach Ken Zambezi did all the coaching uh, in the past. So yeah, Freddie Kitchens is now the the head man there in. Cleveland, and that's yeah. been the thing I've been raising my hand on. We'll get into the exploits oh, of that's, Baker Mayfield. Oh, that's going to be, yes. I want to talk about that. About 20 minutes, but Freddie Kitchens is the wild card to me in all of this and how it holds together. Not so much the mustachioed Guy's never coached Baker before. Mayfield. Guy's never coached. Well, he, got, he basically got a free run, and he gets yes. the job because Baker Mayfield performed well. We'll get into that coming up in about 20 minutes. But next, it's going to be a lawsuit about a mascot and Bill's favorite things. Maybe related to mascots. We'll see. That's coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, there it is. The beautiful tones of ABBA. Now I've got to get Bill Plasky to stop dancing around. The disco ball's dropped. It's really become a festival here on a Sunday morning in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio. This is tremendous. Just tremendous. It always is tremendous when you play. Just always love to see that smile on your face. You can shine. Foot's pumping in the whole nine yards. All right, here we go. The Phillies are involved in a lawsuit. And no, it's not because they're not running away with the division with Bryce Harper having signed that massive deal. No, they're in a fight with design and marketing company Harrison Erickson, which created and designed the Philly Fanatic for reportedly trying to go back on a deal signed in 1984 to let the Phillies use the mascot, quote-unquote, forever. 
The lawsuit claims that the team's been threatened with an injunction by the company that unless the Phillies come to the table and renegotiate terms to pay them, quote, millions of dollars, unquote, before June of next year, the designers would like the Philly fanatic to become a free agent. According to the lawsuit, the Phillies paid $215,000 for the rights to the mascot in 1984. He debuted all the way back in 1978. Now, Bill, I know you've had a lot of great run-ins with athletes and coaches around this town, but let's get into your favorite things. Everyone has an opinion in sports. And many only focus on the negative. Not our Bill Plaschke. Bill looks for the best in all situations. These are a few of my favorite things. These are Bill's favorite things. The 1,725-pound beast paws the smelly earth, lowers his long and winding horns, and takes a clomp in my direction. That was my first encounter with my first of five great encounters with mascots. Sweet. The, you know that mascot was, right, Mike? Bevo. Bevo, yes, sir. I, I was stuck in a pen with Bevo in Texas, scared the living hell out of me. I don't know why that, that beast is allowed anywhere near a field. That's my <laughs> one thing. They, uh, I was standing under a basket at the, at the, uh, during the NCAA regionals, standing next to a tree, and a tree was screaming at the, at the University of Kentucky players, miss, miss, miss. The tree was, of course, the Stanford. Stanford mascot. And I'm like, shut up, tree. And the tree looks at me and says, you shut up. I'm saying, you shouldn't be bothering players like this. You shut up. You go to hell. Yeah, so wow, me, me, and the tree, me and the tree got into it. Well, I like them just as a um, just as much as I like the uh, their band. Which is, you know what? I'm sorry. They're a bunch of in, in spoiled, entitled smart Alex. So I'm not a, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Uh Chuck the Condor. You hate Chuck the Condor, or do you like Chuck, Chuck, Chuck the, the Condor? Condor? Well, my encounter with Chuck the Condor was I was at a at a Clipper game, and he was in a way of a fan. The fan said, get out of the way, Condor. And the Condor wouldn't move, and he said, get out of the way, you freaking bird. And the fan, the, 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 so he screamed at the mascot. And the mascot's, of course, what's rule number one for mascots? Don't talk. Don't talk. That's right. You know this stuff. So he didn't talk, and the guy screamed. It was a screaming match, and that's how that ended. How about that? Is he a better mascot than uh, Clipper Darrell? <laughs> Clipper Daryl is you can Clipper Daryl sells patches on his shirt. He's such a he's such a sellout. Uh, Lasorda, I have seen. I've been next to Tommy Lasorda when he's pummeled the Philly fanatic. The fanatic got <laughs> fanatic got in his way, and he's like, "You sob, you big green." He called him a big green sob, and just whacked him. That just, sounds kind of shameful. He almost was going to get sued by the fanatic because he hit him. Then my last one was. I went on tour with the the chicken in 2002. The famous San Diego chicken for this here was, week. Here in was baseball. the reason. Here was the reason is that he had been banned for. He basically didn't do major league baseball anymore. And in fact, he was honored with a bobblehead in San Diego this summer. First time he'd been to a Padre game in 10 years. He apparently his act became too corny, outdated, and he created the mascots. And yet he got banished from the major league part of the mascots. Such a sad, interesting, long and winding journey for the the, the, the chicken who's entertained more people than any other mascot. Started the whole mascot trend, and is still going, still is still out there, still active. Anyway, we were in 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 Oregon, and he's out there, and it's 100 degrees, and he's dying in this big heavy, heavy uh, hat. You know, his big heavy costume, his mask, and he comes off, and I thought he's going to pass out. And he's like, he looks at me, he takes him, takes, takes his head off. And he goes, was I funny? Was I funny? Were they laughing? And I said, yeah, they, uh, Ted, they were laughing. Because I had to tell them. That, but Ted, they, yeah. But they weren't really laughing. But again, he's a great 
great example for mascots everywhere, but it's just interesting how he's kind of, for a while, he just did disappear from the scene. The other ones passed him up, and I guess, again, he was too, you know, he had the eye charts and the sure. base and all. He was well, too, and he was, was on This Week in Baseball he was too, and the, the Baseball Bunch. So he left San Diego and was still just as big for a long time. Could the fanatic leave Philadelphia and be just as big? No. No, I don't he's think so. He's identified with the city. He's with the city because his smart-alecky, smart-ass kind of attitude was is like the city. Yeah, it's only going to play in certain markets. What are you going to trade him to Chicago? Yeah. So I think Well, what's funny is you're getting a lot of run with mascots. There's something that's uh, become a bit of a sensation, a company called Funko, not a sponsor. They make these vinyl figures of all sorts of TV, movie, you name it, celebrities. They've come out with their mascot line, so you can go get your Stomper or Billy the Marlin or Teddy Roosevelt or Mr. Met. I might get you a Mr. Met. You know, you know, the amazing thing I've ever seen mascot do? I've seen Rocky. Rocky's probably the most amazing, the best athlete of the mascots. That's the Denver Nuggets mascot. I've seen him oh, make yeah. a half-court shot over his back. Behind it's his a back. lot of work to go and do those kind of things. No. I mean, yeah, mascots are uh, certainly an, an appreciated part. Some of them make no sense. I mean, look, look at the thing from Chicago. I mean, come on. Well, Mr. Of course, Mr. Met gave the gave the finger right to, to fans. Well, he kind of did, but he's only got four fingers, so is he really giving you the finger? <laughs> anyway, mascots are mascot, mascots are great. I just want to say this is one of my favorite things, and I love being around all of them, even trees and bulls and uh, BS artists like Lasorda. Nicely, well, the, the <laughs> legend of Tommy Lasorda, uh, a man who knows his way around a four letter word. He's Bill Plasky. I'm Mike Harmon. This is Fox Sports Sunday from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, we get back into the NFC North and one quarterback who's living up to the promise that a former Browns quarterback wish he had. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Let's get it started. Second half of the show, Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Bill Plasky. You read Bill on the pages of the LA Times, latimes.com. Go and subscribe. Find him on Twitter, at Bill Plasky. And, of course, you see him on Around the Horn. We've talked about that a little bit today. Some of the having to do it live. Not being able to go to the videotape all the time at the trade deadline, had well, to go back not. in and, and and really then you gotta mind your words because then if you get angry, you get salty. That's the beauty of live radio and why we have that giant shiny red button that sometimes protects us uh if we get out of sorts. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Uh you find me over on Twitter at Swollen Dome, Instagram the same, swollendome.com, relaunch middle of the week as we get towards fantasy football chatter along the way. One of the guys we'll be talking about a bunch. I misspoke as we finished the the last hour talking about the NFC North. Well, we can get into the Aaron Rodgers. Is he a top five quarterback anymore debate? That's always fun and fuel for the fire. But in the AFC North, we got one quarterback standing tall in terms of headline grabbing, and that's one Baker Mayfield. 37,000 fans showed up for the Browns scrimmage. 37,000, Bill. The excitement building, no question about it. And we, we certainly enjoy the scrimmages and the open practices where teams still do them because they're becoming more of a rarefied air. Teams doing maybe a week or two and then disappearing as quickly as they can. Some teams taking it into their facilities altogether. But for the Browns, a year of excitement and a year where... Well, everything Johnny Manziel was supposed to be, now we have Baker Mayfield. And last night at the Indians game, he get, he's on the Jumbotron wearing his Francisco Lindor jersey. 
shotgunning beers. It's been a big thing for quarterbacks this past offseason. We had Mitchell Trubisky, Trubisky, right, in Chicago. He and his lineman. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Rodgers refusing to, right, just doing the nod. And while David Bakhtiari doubled up for him uh, there, one of his offensive linemen, Brady, at the celebration. So it's become a big thing. Baker Mayfield earlier in the week with the mustache. People asked about it. He says, well, maybe you'll, you'll find out. Like he's a man of mystery. They were kind of alluding to the fact that he might have been making movies in a certain area here of Southern California with the kind of mustache that he was running around with. But he's a guy that's an interesting character, polarizing to say the least, but certainly not boring. Last year, as a rookie, 3,700 yards, 27 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. And you look at the weaponry, you look at the offensive assets, I think he's everything right with the game. He's done nothing. I mean, he's called his teammates out, and maybe that ends badly, but you're trying to establish a new mindset, a new world order, and establish yourself as the unquestioned leader willing to take on all the heat. I think this uh, this is a good thing for the NFL, certainly for us here in Sports Talk well, Radio. It's, it's good for There you go. I agree with the latter. I mean, it's good for the NFL – Everyone wants to talk about it. He's got to be careful. You last year, I mean, people are acting like he's coming in here like a Brett, another Brett Favre or something. He's he had 14 interceptions. That ranked 27th in the league. Uh, his QBR ranked 23rd in the league. You know what the you know what the team's record was in games that he started? What was that, Bill? Six and seven. So uh, you know he hasn't proven himself by any stretch of the imagination and there's a lot of you can imagine what's going to happen this year if things go south after two or three games so oh I mean, certainly when you no, add no, no, Odell so, Beckham Jr. to the mix I mean there's look I've got a big question about whether Freddie Kitchens is is up to the task as the coach and will try to uh tamp things right. down if things do go south that that's that's the wild card in all of this Baker Mayfield this is the guy he's been since he was in college I, this is nothing new. Right, but I've got an issue. My partner, my my brother, and I are, are, are longtime fantasy partners. He wants Baker Mayfield bad. I'm not so sure. Where I don't do you, want to. Dra- do you, I don't do want to draft him where he has to be drafted. That's there, my okay. Thing. Okay, there you go. Because right now he is the consensus fifth quarterback. Really on the board to me, that's lofty. That is that's gutsy and borderline uh, irresponsible, uh, depending on what you're going for. But, you know, you get the sizzle. You get the headlines, and maybe you start looking around. You got Callaway. You got Njoku. You got Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Duke Johnson out of the backfield, Nick Chubb, and eventually Kareem Hunt. You got a lot lot of opportunities there to score points. The biggest fear that I would have is if it, if it plays out properly, or if it plays out as everybody thinks it will, and the Browns suddenly become this great team, in the fourth quarter, he doesn't have to throw the football, right? Because they're going to run the ball to if they've got leads. If yeah, he's I mean, done what he's I don't supposed know, to. I don't know what how Freddie Kitchens coaches. I don't know anything about him. Well, we know, we know. what we saw at the yeah, end of the last end of year, which is what got him the job, which means he's going to just stay out of Baker Mayfield's way. Is, is really what it comes down to. Right now, here's your consensus. Uh, fantasypros.com. This is more than 100 folks that... This is the one you go to? This Well, this is one the I website, contribute the to. Web, the website you contribute Yeah, this is one I, I contribute to with my rankings. We're going to do a big thing about potential busts later in this week. I'll make sure to send out a link to that over at Swollen Dome. I've got my own rankings and such coming forth, but... You know, as a bit of a teaser, here's what the consensus is right now in the fantasy realm. Mahomes, number one. Andrew Luck, number two. Hang a star on that because, well, he's day-to-day and we're we're having those same 
injury issues. issues that we had a couple of years ago where they're being pretty nebulous as to how it goes. Deshaun Watson sitting at third, Rodgers fourth, and then you have Baker Mayfield fifth ahead of Ryan, Newton, Wentz, Goff, and Wilson. And Brady's not even in the top ten. Breeze 11th, Brady. Breeze is a, How do you have Breeze 11th? He still has Michael Thomas. He still has Camara. Well, but it still goes down to how much they run the ball. Yeah. Now, so some questions. You get the yardage, but maybe not the same high touchdown volume that you had in years past. Brady's sitting at 22nd. Wow. And how much do you think, like we're talking about Baker Mayfield here and his impact on the Browns and the NFL, how much do you think the listener, people listening to this show, and because and, and, I'm going to tell you my opinion, people listening to this show care about the, where the Browns are going to finish, how he's going to mix with his teammates, if he's a boomer or bust, or his fantasy value. Uh, I, I, think, I, think, I think it's both. I think, I think I mean, mostly fantasy. I think mostly people this time of year, people listen to NFL talk because they want to glean a fantasy nugget or two. Sure, sure. You want to get as much of that as you can. I think with Baker Mayfield, though, he cuts through because otherwise it's holdout talk. Yeah. And contract talk bores people and gets them just mad saying, you're making millions of dollars. Why are you holding out? Because I want a few million dollars more. Well, but you know what? That holdout talk was senseless until last year when Le'Veon Bell actually did hold out. Well, but that's then, just it. He changed the game changed for the everybody. Game. He changed the game to for To where everybody. guys actually it could followed happen. through. Because earlier this week, he issued the apology to fantasy owners in particular, saying, well, I wish I could have told you. It's like, no, you did. You said you were holding out. We just Nobody believe believed you. you. Nobody believed you would leave $14.5 million on the table. And I think that's a reasonable expectation because historically it hasn't happened. Even as we get deeper into this Melvin Gordon case, right? Ezekiel Elliott, I think we all agree at some point Jerry Jones is going to come to some number where he's back in camp. With Melvin Gordon, it's interesting because August 6th is the deadline to get in before you start looking at how it affects your unrestricted free agency tag. He's got to come in. They're not going to, they can't trade him because nobody's going to take, take him. With his injury history and everything, he just got to come in and play the hard of the year and, and see what happens. He's got to come in. He's got to call the, the Chargers. Got to call his bluff. Yeah, the Chargers to this point have played the hard line. You've got Eckler, you've got Newsom, and you've got my guy Justin Jackson out of Northwestern. There that you played like last him? year. I like Jackson because think, he's Northwestern or because he's. I think he's a good. good fo- I think he's a good football player, and I think he's he's a guy that deeper in your draft you're going to get some value on. Eckler's going to go pretty early right now because of the Gordon holdout and people looking at the gaudy numbers of the past. I think that workload split works the other way if Gordon isn't around. Where does Kareem Hunt go? He's a guy right now that you'd be drafted probably in the ninth, 10th round and then... He misses eight weeks, right? Right. So he's going to miss the first half of the season, but it's one of those... Assuming this works again, assuming Cleveland works, I take him before tenth. I take him before tenth. Well, but I mean, you're looking at by then you'll have drafted three or four wide receivers, two or three running backs, a quarterback, yeah, maybe your tight end. So beyond that, I mean, because he's not going to be the lead necessarily when he comes back. I mean, you're looking at a workload split with Chubb. You think so? Oh, I think Chubb's a Chubb, Chubb's an underrated back. I think he had a fantastic year. Interesting. And we would be talking about him differently if he didn't lose five yards to go back under a thousand yards at the end of last year. Although a thousand yards, think about that. Playing sixteen games, you ought to gain a thousand. But I, yards. but we said that for years, right? It's a different NFL. You don't get as many carries and touches the yeah, way teams work true. backfields anymore, right? Only nine guys did it last year. Nine guys out of the National Football League got to a thousand yards. 
couple of them, obviously, you miss a game or two due to injury. For Nick Chubb, he had a, an unfortunate five-yard loss after he'd crossed that threshold. But you just look at the second backs that are catching balls out of the backfield, the third guy that comes in for goal line looks. I think you take Kareem Hunt earlier because I think somebody's going to get hurt. It always get hurt. By the time he gets gets ready to be in there, he'll have he'll have fresh legs too. I like your gambling approach to this. Yeah. And I can't wait to chronicle it over the course of the season as to how that gambling approach (laughs) certainly works out. He's Bill Plasky. I'm Mike Harmon. Welcome into Fox Sports Sunday. A little fantasy talk for you to get things started. Uh, Looking at the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield, obviously a divisive subject, I'm sure, uh, on many shows tomorrow, including those on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, There'll be some great opinions about Baker Mayfield. Cleveland Indians certainly clap back on his behalf. Uh, to Colin Cowherd. So turn it, tune into the herd tomorrow uh, for what will be the next chapter of that ongoing battle. At Bill Plasky on Twitter is where you find Bill. Find me over at Swollen Dome. And now it's time to bring back in Vincent Close so we can do a little more of our Sunday paper. You've got your coffee. You're reclined in the comfy chair and the dog is relaxing at your feet. All that's missing is some background music and some reading material. Mike and Bill get you ready for the day in this edition of the Sunday Paper. Vince, what's up? Good morning, gentlemen. For our third section of the paper, we are going to the Help Wanted or the Classifieds. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Classifieds. That's, that's that's we'll There's another them. name for them. Yeah, that's what they're called for 100 million years. Yeah, we'll go with the, we'll go to the Classifieds where uh, an ad may or may not have been posted by the Oakland Athletics League saying they are looking for pitching. Well, they got it. A viral video went out uh, over the fa- past few weeks. A 23-year-old Nathan Patterson is getting his shot at the major leagues. The Athletics signed him after seeing video of him throwing 90-plus at a pitching machine or pitching game at Coors Field. Now, apparently, they've been talking to him since January, so he's been on the radar for quite some time, but he officially signed with the team a minor league contract. No word on whether he will be called up or not this season, but good feel-good story for a young guy getting his shot. My question to you guys is, this pitching game is also found at carnivals. What's your best carnival game? All right, first off, none. They're all ripoffs. Anytime you see a game being run by a skinny dude with a scraggly goatee and a headband and tatted arms and wearing overalls, don't play it because it's a ripoff. So you're basically just saying stay away from the carnies. But but it's... but if you had to do one, it'd be the balloon dart throw. Oh, you like that I, one? I like okay. the balloon dart because you get a little explosion there. It seems the most fair. If you, can, I know the balloons are not really uh, inflated very much, and the darts are dull. But I like the balloon dart throw. I'm gonna go with the uh, the clown game where they've got the row of clown heads that you throw balls at. I've gotten pretty good at that. Yeah, but I mean, how many? And this is another thing. So even if you win. You, you, you spend 30 bucks for a trinket. No, but that's just it, right? It's that same stuffed animal that you probably could have bought for $5.95. And the, cl- the clown game, though, those so the clowns are like little little like milk milk bottles. Almost, yeah. So you've got three rows of five is normally how it goes. And you, th- and you throw... I'm usually pretty good at dominating those. Yeah, I don't believe you. You actually dominate... You Nobody dominates those carnival games. Only suckers who spend 
30 or 40 bucks dominate those games. Come on. Well, then maybe I was a sucker once, Bill. <laughs> you got a couple of little girls saying, Daddy, win me that. Oh, I know. Shirt oh, that's what. Oh, yeah. And, and, you yes. had, and you have the Carney saying, Come on, Daddy. Come on, Daddy. Oh, no, no, no. The Carney's no better than to talk to me. I <laughs> make that established very. Also, if the Carney has a cigarette in his mouth, and again, yet again, while he's reason. on work, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, another reason to avoid carnival game. In other words, when they, they, they show up and then they're rolling through your town, the only thing, blast, only thing worse says, is, is, is carnival rides. Oh my God. Those well, things are so scary the, and the dangerous. joke of, hey, did you... Uh, I put it together last night. I think I did okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good to add. Uh, Vince, I mean, you asked the question, what's your game? Uh, I'm actually a big fan of the dart balloon one, but I was oh, actually yes. pretty decent to getting the knocking the milk cans over. Okay. That's one of the more difficult ones, but I it is difficult because I used to be able to hit the angle where it would knock all three down. I w- like I didn't play very often, but I somehow was successful at that game. You came up with a sidearm Chad Bradford like throw, or maybe a, a, a Philip Rivers. And there's, yeah. there's a lot of pressure on you too when you do that because everybody's watching. Oh yeah, yeah. You've got at least like ten people standing yeah, around yes, you yes. because nobody's doing it at the same time. Yes, yes. Everybody's yes. watching you do it because they want to see if you're a fool. Yes, or if you've actually yes. got an arm I know. on you. It's huge pressure. Well, especially you're, you're Bill Plasky, so people are watching. Uh, my 11 year old, she's become pretty adept the um, the horse racing game where you roll the ball. Have you oh, ever, you, you like ever done ski, that one? Like a, like a ski, ski ball, ball kind like of thing? Ball but, kind of game. but it runs differently based on which hole you get it into. Yeah, she's gotten pretty good at that, and she she wins fairly consistently. There you go. There's our Carney talk for the day. <laughs> He's Bill Plash, I'm Mike Harmon. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com. Get yourself a free rate quote. Coming up next, we take a turn to Major League Baseball and a big statement by a Hall of Fame pitcher that I think raised a few eyebrows. Certainly did mine. We'll talk about that next on Fox. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with five good things. 
a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back in Fox Sports Radio. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Bill Plasky hanging out with you. Thanks for taking some time in your Sunday. Two from services, brunch, a nice little stroll with the dog. Whatever you're doing, we know you have a lot of options and a lot of things going as you're in your summer month. We appreciate you taking the time. We've got our team here. Want to thank them as we do always. Alex in on the the big wheels of steel. Chris for his efforts earlier on the same. Our technical producers. We've got Vince Close, our executive producer, and of course Isaac Lowenkron giving you the updates. Our Chargers insider of record at Isaac Lowenkron on Twitter as you roll. Baseball trade deadline earlier, Bill, we went into your column, and here in Los Angeles, people still wringing their hands about what the Dodgers didn't do, right? Obviously, we look at the rotation, you look at the brilliance of Walker Bueller, and let's call it what it is. Seemingly, every prospect that has come up has had some Welcome to the big leagues moment that resonated throughout Major League Baseball. Will Smith, the fresh prince, as it were, dominant. And everybody going, why wasn't this guy up all the time? Why did he need to sit down? Why did we have to watch Austin Barnes at all? But we pushed that aside because at the trade deadline, one big move was made. We talk about the Houston Astros. And they go and they make the big move to bring in Zach Granke, giving them the front line of Granke. Garrett Cole, and Justin Verlander. Verlander on Twitter, always active, was all excited at the move. But according to Brian McTaggart of MLB.com, John Smoltz called Astros owner Jim Crane to say this, man, you did a really good job of putting that together. I said, yeah, it looks like Smoltz, Glavin, and Maddox. He said, no, no, and this is Smoltz talking reportedly, quote, no, no, you guys are way better than we ever were. Which, for those that don't remember the John Smoltz, Tom Glavin, Greg Maddox run, that is one of the most remarkable threesomes that we've seen in a pitching rotation in my lifetime. It's it's for sure. it's the best pitching trio in the history of Major League Baseball. Is This is clearly John Smoltz. Now think about this. Where does he work now? Who does he work for? Well, the MLB. And well, he works for Fox, right? Yes. He's, he, he does. He'll he'll be on the World Series. Yeah, right? and he'll probably see them now. Yes, and so he's probably just buttering. In, if this quote is true, he's buttering up the owner, making a relationship, doing something to promote the telecast, 
when in fact this is the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I think the one thing that if you want to just say, all right, we love this number, you could just say, okay, they're a better strikeout, guys. Right? They're bigger, uh, but, but come bigger on. punch. And it, but in today's day and, day and age, it's like adjusting the home run rate this year and all throughout the PE. The Braves' era. big three combined to win six Cy Young Awards. Six. These guys have combined to win two, and they're probably then they probably won't win anymore. Because especially given the age of Verlander and Granke, this this is they they combined to win a World Series. They were they won the division every year. They were almost unbeatable. These three guys. Yeah, the only thing that you can knock them for, and certainly Bobby Cox heard it, is that they didn't win more titles. Right? There's certainly that aspect to it, but you know that that stays out there forever. It's kind of like the Buffalo Bills making well, all the Super it Bowls is and what not the, getting there. It's what the Dodgers are deathly afraid of. Well, that's right Six now. Sure. Championships. They might win. They're going to win their seventh or state division championship this week. This this uh, next in, in in this fall, and then if they don't win the World Series, they become. You know, even the Atlanta Braves won once, so they become sort of like in that genre of a. Uh, of failed great teams, but yeah, there's no those three guys were tremendous. Now you've put in Wade Miley. Don't forget Wade Miley is crafty left hander. Yeah, no, that's my favorite term. I if love that. Lefty, you look, you you look pretty crafty. crafty. Well, you pretty much do because that's that's what I was when I used to pitch back in the day, Bill. Oh. Despite my frame, I was not a power guy. I got to the junk ball early, and coming off my, I had a good rotation coming off my left arm that it worked out pretty well. Decent strikeout rate. Uh, and then uh, this is, this is what me. you used at, at the carnival games, then, right? Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. It's all about arm angle, no question about it. But what's funny is, I mean, you're talking about these Braves pitchers and two decades of excellence, right? Smoltz, both as a starter and as a closer, unhittable. Greg Maddox, it was a a master's class. Like, there's one of those that you can order. I don't know if you've seen that online where people talk about their craft, whatever it is, and you can pay whatever it is, $99 or whatever, and they walk you through their profession. I mean, that's Greg Maddox, what you saw every time out there. Even Harry Carey just could sit there and marvel uh, at what he was and what he became as a pitcher. Because folks forget, even with the Cubs, he was really good. Those teams stunk. So They won six Cy Young Awards. They all in, were voted into Hall of Fame on the first try with at least 80% of the vote. So three Hall of Famers. Verlander gets in the Hall of Fame, I think. I don't know if Granky does, and Garrett Cole just—he's just getting warmed just getting up. warmed up. So that's that's a that's an absurdity that for Smoltz for them to even say that. And I can't believe, you know, now that we were hearing him quoted secondhand, I'd like to see him if he actually said that or not. And now, Granky, thirty-five years old. Remember when he came up with Kansas City all those years ago? I this come, is actually his sixteenth year in the league. He's a really bizarre guy. He's really honest. If you get, if you get, you know, he's. He's had some social anxiety issues before in his in his career, so he doesn't really like to talk that much. But when he talks, it just all comes comes running out. Well, he certainly got past all that when the dollars were here in Los Angeles, right? I mean, to some degree, and certainly they may have had more mechanisms by which to help him. Yeah, and with yeah, enough other stars, better. with enough other stars here, and that's certainly something Los Angeles has never been shy. On. But he's got 197 wins, Bill, in this day and age. How many guys are getting anywhere close to that number? The way both well, yeah, well, the, the old days, three hundred wins was a standard. Not now, now it's, it's two hundred. Yeah, I mean maybe well, two hundred here. Two fifty, two fifty, maybe. Well, yeah, yeah. I think as we we look at it, the the standards 
are, are going to start shifting just based on longevity. I mean, the fact that you got a lot of guys that they're not going to play necessarily the number of years that we had all those those years ago. I mean, CC Sabathia is at two fifty one. And he's done, right? He's At done. the end of the year. He's tied for 47th all-time with Bob Gibson. The next active pitcher, Verlander at 218. Really? The next active pitcher after that, Granke at 197. The next active pitcher after that, John Lester at 186. And go on down the line. Yeah, so, nobody's ever going to win 300 again. So nobody's going to 300, 250 is going to be a very interesting proposition because you've got a couple of guys, when you look at Max Scherzer, the others that we've already mentioned, that you're, you're talking about still having to put together 15-win seasons for four and a, four more years. And that's a difficult proposition as you go. Clayton Kershaw sitting at 163 wins. He won't get 200. Right? So, I mean, when we start talking about what that next level is, to where guys of pitching excellence and automatics for the Hall of Fame, we may drop 100 wins off the table here before long. But all three of those guys aren't going to be getting the Hall of Fame. And yeah, the Braves pitchers were great. But the Astros, you know, look what they did in comparison to what the Yankees did, which was nothing to their rotation. And, yep. and you'll see the difference in October. We'll see it. I think the Astros, again, are as big of a lock to go to the World Series as I've seen in a long time. Well, they're right now tied for the best record in baseball with the Los Angeles Dodgers here. We come to you from the Geico Studios here in Los Angeles. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about the baseball pennant chases as we go forward. But first, we're going to step over to Isaac Lowenkron, who's going to give us what's trending before we get into David Griffin and the ability to backpedal like a great cornerback. Hi, Ilo. Very good, Michael. Tons of NFL news this morning. In fact, just moments ago, the Green Bay Packers announcing that longtime receiver Jordy Nelson is retiring as a Packer. Nelson and spent last season with the Raiders, but began his career by playing 10 seasons in Green Bay. No word yet on whether Nelson will be drug tested like Steven Jackson was when he signed that one-day contract earlier this week to retire as a Ram. The Houston Chronicle reports that the Texans waived running back Deontay Foreman. Jaguars defensive end Yannick Ngakwe has ended his holdout. He did practice today. The Broncos signed running back Theo Riddick. He is practicing with them as we speak. Ian Rappaport of NFL media reporting that the Raiders consider receiver Antonio Brown day-to-day. Brown saw a a foot specialist yesterday, and former Raiders receiving great Cliff Branch passed away on Saturday, two days after his 71st birthday. We've been turning back the clock all morning long. Here was Branch catching a touchdown pass against the Eagles in Super Bowl 15. Back is Plunkett. Time to throw. Deep to the end zone to Branch. It is caught by Branch. And then three years later, Plunkett and Branch connected again in a Super Bowl victory, this time against Washington. Here's Plunkett. <coughs> Going deep for Branch. Could have him. Does have him. 50-yard completion from Plunkett to Branch. I'll tell you, Cliff Branch loves to go deep. He starts at the beginning of the game, and he says, I can get him deep. I can get him deep. This report presented by True Car. You need to make good choices. And with True Car... You've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True Cash offer not available in all areas. Finally, get this. As we speak, the entire New England Patriots team is taking a field trip 
at the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton. Alexis Summer, a pharmacy student at the University of Finlay, tweeted, Tom Brady and the rest of the Patriots team just walked past me in the Hall of Fame. Tom Brady is much taller in person. Unquote. Back to Michael Harmon and Bill Plaschke in 10 seconds, but first, a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Michael and Bill, back to you. Thank you, Ilo. We'll hear from Ilo again in about 10 minutes as we go off the rails, as we do each and every week. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. You can go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. He's Bill Plasky at Bill Plasky on Twitter. Read him on the pages of the LA Times. Subscribe over at latimes.com. See him on Around the Horn. I'm here weeknight 7 to 11 Pacific alongside Jason Smith and of course here Sunday mornings with Bill. What's up, Bill? How tall do you think Tom Brady is? 6, one and a half. Six two. No, no, in fact, that, that fiddly Ohio woman was right. Hey, Ilo, how tall do you think Tom Brady is? He's 6'4". Yeah, he's 6'4". Here's the problem, Bill. Why Everybody, is that a problem? Everybody's tall to me. So okay. trying to guess between a six one and a six eight ain't a whole lot of difference you know who, to me. And, I'm a small man. He's small even around Giselle because I've I've talked to both of them after Super Bowls. Then they're standing, they're standing, they're standing they're, okay, everybody talks to them after Super Bowls, and standing side by side, they're like the same height. It How seems, about that? It seems like not so. just because of heels that no. he might be wearing or yeah, I don't she might know. Be wearing I don't know. But you he's know what? Lifts. You know what? All those Patriots. I hope they enjoy their trip to the Hall of Fame because. Most of them, none of them except Brady, none of them except Brady are getting in, and that's a shame. We'll see if they have a run on them. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll get into the Hall of Fame and a decision made for the class of 2020 as we come off of last night's pageantry and all the speeches. We'll have a couple of quick clips from there that made me laugh when I heard them, and we'll get into that. But one of the big stories of the week, and certainly it brings in the Los Angeles market, and Bill, your work over at the LA Times talking about the world of LeBron James and what it's like to run in those circles for the people that have to try to coach, for people that have to be around the team every day, and obviously teammates, and the atmosphere, the quote-unquote circus that it's always described as. David Griffin, former Cleveland Cavaliers general manager, executive now hanging out and working things in New Orleans, did a an interview with Sports Illustrated talking about how miserable the experience was and got a lot of backlash for it. Let me just read a, a quick excerpt to this. Everything we did was so inorganic and unsustainable and, frankly, not fun. I was miserable. Literally, the moment we won the championship, I knew I was going to leave. There was no way I was going to stay for any amount of money. I didn't watch the league, didn't love the game anymore. I was so fixated on the outcome that I just totally lost my joy. And the article goes on to say that in in the moments after winning the title, was in a broom closet, weeping, thinking about the time that was, and certainly the pressures that go along, being first title in 52 years, the I'm coming home expectations and everything that was put on uh, by LeBron James upon announcing his return to Cleveland and what it meant for the organization and the spotlight and spectacle that it was. 
Well, LeBron James and his camp got wind of it. We have a report that they reached out to David Griffin and they were, quote, shocked by the description of the star. Uh, LeBron James went to Twitter and social media as he does. Quote, all right, all right, enough is enough. The throne has been played with too much and I ain't for horseplay. Ether coming soon. That's a whole rap battle thing. You can look it up in the Google machines. Have fun with that. Uh, and then he added a bunch of emojis, a smiley face, nine flames, a crown, hashtag James game, and then uh, a fist. Uh, and this got retweeted all over the place and became the, oh, look at LeBron James going back and David Griffin. And reportedly, they thought, oh, all's cool with me and Griff. Like, doesn't mean that it wasn't personally. But everything that goes around with LeBron James being on your team, the pressures, not only to win, but also the excellence of execution, as well as what you can do in your job, Bill, I think has to come into play here as to what David Griffin was talking about. Oh, yeah. And he was, and I know he backtracked later, and I believe we have, we have, yeah, we'll hear it. You want to hear this? This is from Friday. After all of this blew up, he said, wait, wait, wait. Wait, I was out of context. The story really became about me and a sensationalized version of quotes that were taken totally out of context. And and quite frankly, none of the information was new information. I've said this many times in media while working in media for the last two years prior to coming back. So I was just disappointed with the way everything got presented. Uh, I was I was heartened by the way it was presented because it it's uh, to my experience and experience of many people in L.A. It's it's 100 percent accurate. Everything that's happened with the Lakers since LeBron came has felt inorganic. It has felt unsustainable, and it has been, frankly, not fun. Uh, David Griffin was right about that. He clearly was trying to uh, appease LeBron, and LeBron and him were friends, and I know he felt like he maybe crossed the line there, and he felt like he had to kind of run back from walk it back. But no, he he shouldn't because everything he said was accurate. Everything he said was the way it feels. It feels like LeBron doesn't have winning as as is not as crazed about winning as he once was. It feels like he's you know he's there's other things in his life. All that feels correct out here, and that's and that is and it's also interesting. Think about it. We were all talking here when the Lakers had a general manager opening before they make made Rob Plinka that you know just gave him that job when they had a, a, a president of a basketball operations opening. They um, everybody said get, get David Griffin. He's available. Get him. Get him. Get him. Turns out he probably wouldn't have come here in that situation. Well, and that's the curiosity. Now, you mentioned the animal-like uh, desire to win. That singular drive is really what he's getting at there. That was another thing that Griffin addressed during his time on the jump. I failed miserably in getting everyone to the right sense of urgency following the championship. And my belief at that time was there's no way anyone can be born in Akron, Ohio, deliver the first championship in 52 years to Cleveland, Ohio, and be the same human being. It's it's not possible. You're a person. You're a human being. And my fear at that time was that he wouldn't have that same animal-like desire to win. And what we've seen, obviously, is he's gone to multiple finals since, so it was an unfounded fear I had at the time. Yeah, it's a bad job by him, because I think in the original article... It's a bad job by him, too. As, as it went through was... I don't think anybody was questioning that, that the instinct, no. no matter what you do, whatever you do out there listening for a living, 
Maybe even in your personal lives, there's certain goals and milestones that you hit, maybe something for your kids, whatever the case may be. Once you've hit that, sometimes that the desire to hit that next level, to set that next goal, maybe that gets kicked down the curb a, a, a little bit, right? You want, you're pushing for that raise or that promotion. Well, there might be three more levels you can get to in the company. Are you necessarily pushing to get to that next one, or are you satisfied with the pay grade and what the responsibilities are there to where you get satisfied? LeBron James, it wasn't saying he doesn't still want to win, but just maybe that between age, outside interest, the the love of being around his kids, and we see that all the time with through the videos and that inane craziness of the dunk line and layup line and everything of last week that he's just got other things on the plate so while you still want to win it's not your singular focus anymore getting that title in cleveland that was that was the be all to end all because it was 40 52 years in the making yeah it's it was clear that he was a different he was not the person we saw on television when he was out here when he since he came out here and you wonder if you can ever get that back once you once you lose that Everybody's talking now. He'll be reborn this year. He'll be reborn. I, you know, I don't know. At his age and all he's accomplished, I don't know how you can walk that back and turn that all around again and start, you know, and become the same player you were, the same warrior you once were. I guess we'll find out. And, you know, this doesn't affect not only this season, but Anthony Davis has to be reading these quotes and thinking, no, wait a minute here. This guy, you know, this guy's saying this is, this is inorganic and unsustainable, not fun. Am I going to want to stay here in the long run? I mean, this this could affect every, everything this year. Well, and he's openly talked about, maybe I'll go to Chicago when he yeah. did that, that little uh, training seminar there in the Windy City going home for a bit. So certainly there, you go back to comments in Miami. This is not new for the people that have worked and operated around LeBron James, the old Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility, and you know, heavy is the weight of he, you know, head of he wears the crown. All of those fun things we could quote uh, Shakespeare and other things uh, throughout history another time. He's Bill Blasky. I'm Mike Harmon coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up next, we go off the rails with Ilo. Welcome back in Fox Sports Sunday. He's Bill Plasky. I'm Mike Harmon. Thanks for hanging out with us. Coming up in 10 minutes, we talk about the bloated Hall of Fame class of 2020 and what it means to you. Nothing. But first, it means nothing to you. Nothing. Well, you, 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 you buried the lead, Bill. <laughs> but first, we're going to go to Isaac Lohenkron, who's been digging through newspapers and websites to find this week's Off the Rails. Here on Fox Sports Sundays, Mike Harmon and Bill Plaschke run a tight ship when it comes to the news and information you need. But not Isaac Lowenkron. <laughs> he prefers his news with some shenanigans sprinkled in. Our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. So join us as we go off the rails with Isaac Lowenkron. Michael and Bill, Major League Soccer, not a regular sports talk radio topic. <laughs> But it is today because the post-game fireworks show following last night's Colorado Rapids game was canceled. Now, sometimes post-game shows are canceled when the game runs long or there's some sort of technical malfunction. Well, last night's post-game fireworks show was canceled because a case of the plague. Yes! The what? The actual plague. 
plague, you know, that wiped out everybody like in the 1600s. <laughs> what happened was the area next to the Rapids home stadium where the postgame fireworks were going to be launched from is in an area where prairie dog colonies had been affected by plague-infested fleas. So the launch site was shut down by the health department. The health department also shut down the dirt parking lots around the stadium. The team saying in a press release, quote, the health department feels that these precautions will greatly minimize the risk of exposure to patrons, players, and employees and help ensure a safe experience. Good to know. Yet despite that, 14,000 fans showed up to the game and they were a hearty bunch because many were clad in plague doctor's masks. Uh, apparently there was a run on plague doctor's masks in the Denver area. And get this. Did, do you guys remember the nursery rhyme, Ring Around the Rosy? Yeah. Pocket full of posies. Yes. Well, there's an urban legend that that nursery rhyme was actually about the plague back in the 1600s. It's sin, since been disproven, but that's the urban legend. So <laughs> Never here, heard that. Here, yeah. Here was the actual chant by Rapids fans while wearing their plague doctor's masks <laughs> in the stands during the game. Listen. Bring around the rosy! Bring around the rosy! Pocket full of posies! Pocket full of posies! Rapids! 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 We all fall down! <laughs> now, the Rapids wound up defeating the Montreal Impact 6-3, to a performance that Plaschke's colleagues over at the Denver Post cleverly termed an infectious offensive outburst <laughs> turning Montreal's goalie into the Grim Keeper. <laughs> Nicely, Nicely done. done. Ilo, I'm so glad you did this story. I had it on the list. Wasn't quite sure where it fit. So you know off what? the rails. So they're going to change your name to the Colorado Black Death. That's not bad. That's uh, not a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> the Rocky Mountain Arsenal National Wild Wildlife Refuge is right there. 330 have, species of animals. They're going to have leech bobbleheads as love leeches. Because <laughs> that's what you use, right? That's how they cured the plague with the, leeches? The marketing go. possibilities are endless. Endless. Yeah, there you go. Great news. There's a quick and easy way you can save money. You can switch to GEICO. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Go to GEICO.com. See how much you could save. Thanks as always to Isaac Lohenkron. Uh, never know where that's going to come. I will tweet <laughs> out the link to that article. It's really kind of entertaining. He's Bill Plaschke. I'm Mike Harmon. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Coming up next... A move for 2020 and some great highlights from yesterday's Hall of Fame speeches. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hey, welcome back in Fox Sports Radio. Final hour of our tour of duty here on a Sunday morning. Happy to be with you. Mike Harmon alongside Bill Plaschke on this edition of Fox Sports Sunday. Thanks to Vince, Alex, and Isaac for their brilliance and making us sound oh so pretty here as we get you rolling. Whatever you're doing on a Sunday, thanks for taking a few minutes of your time with us. Bill Plaschke, you read them on the pages of the LA Times, latimes.com. Go ahead and, and subscribe uh, as you will. See him on Twitter at Bill Plaschke. I'm over at Swollen Dome. Weeknights here, 7 to 11 Pacific, alongside Jason Smith, arguing, yelling at each other. And let's face it, we're getting ready for football and the excitement thereof, Bill. Training camps in full effect. We had the Rams 
and the Chargers working out here in California this week. We're seeing more of that. Two or three day little runs with teams getting after it and battling a little bit, getting some getting to see someone else's face and some other team you, colors. You know, and now that the greatest thing about the Charger Ram uh, scrimmage was that we got to hear from Philip Rivers on several local stations. And like you said, he sounds, the more and more he talks, the older he gets, he sounds like that dude from King of the Hill. That's right. He's Boomhauer, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, man, I mean, it's, there's no question about it. It's really starting to become uh, almost cartoonish. And it's fun. It's fun to hear Philip talk. You know, there, there's hits a point in a lot of, lot of athletes' careers where maybe they get a little warm up to the microphone a little bit more. Maybe they shy away from it, but certainly warm up. I don't know that Ed Reed was a guy that everybody remembered hearing long monologues, monologues and soliloquies. If you, unless you were in Baltimore well, that, well, and that, developed a reputation and, and for hanging out with him. Well, that that's sort of the weird thing about the Hall, the Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall of Fame ceremonies is that as as they they took place this weekend, the Gold Jackets are cool, Canton's cool, but the speeches are too long, and they're coming from people. Who a a lot of these people the first time we've ever seen them without their helmets on, so we don't really know them. We know their names, we know their accomplishments. They're virtual strangers to us, so it's hard for me to embrace a 35-minute speech from a stranger or a 35-minute speech from a from Ray Lewis who was who pled guilty to a misdemeanor obstruction of justice uh, charge in a in a murder case. So I mean, it's in any way. It just I was a little bit uncomfortable. The whole Hall of Fame thing didn't really resonate with me. I don't know. How would you feel about it? It's difficult as as you get get on and you're trying to parse out your time. When you've got it on a weekend date, like that's part of it is that it's not on a on a Thursday prime time. It's on a Saturday. Chris Berman, it's always good to hear the Chris Bermanisms rolling through. I'm sure Jason will have plenty of impressions on Monday. Exactly. But when it comes down to it, a four to five hour ceremony isn't going to get it done, right? The resonance of these things more difficult. And you're always going to support and watch your guy. I mean, one of the great quotes from Tony Gonzalez, if we could bring it up, was right right at the beginning of what became a long speech. And he he decided to to have a little bit of fun with the length of the ceremonies. I see the, uh, the crowd has, has thinned out a little bit, I guess. First of all, I'm only going to be up here for about 52 minutes, so everybody just, I'm just kidding. I won't be up here that long. Um, but thank you for sticking around. But yeah, so... So, okay. so, so people were leaving early. Well, but that's just it. If you okay, saw, but, that, but it goes that's got to change. They got to change that ceremony. No, but it goes back to is if you saw your guy, right? Say you were there for Ty Law or for Champ Bailey or... or Gil Brandt, who's in the media, he was the first guy to speak. Maybe, maybe that was it. You were, you were there because of what he did for your Cowboys, and you were done. You'd done all the other. You visited the hall. You met everybody at the autograph sessions, and you were done. Maybe you didn't want to stick around for Ed Reed's speech. And all of the modern players, they went in over thirty minutes, each and every one of them. And they're entitled to their time. Look, it's their moment uh, in the sun, but certainly for. For a fan watching the event, that gets a little bit uh, 
gets a little bit cumbersome. And they're going to put in 20 next year. Next year, and that's one of the news items that broke. Uh, earlier in the show, we talked about the passing of Cliff Branch, a uh, wide receiver for the Oakland Raiders who had a magnificent career, the standards being different. Uh, and it's funny, the old scout, hey, he runs fast but can't catch a cold. Uh, and then it, we've heard in our updates with Isaac Lohengrant some of the iconic catches uh, propelling the Raiders to great heights. Three-time Super Bowl champion. He's on the outside looking in. Dies just two days after his 71st birthday. But when it was announced on Friday that the 2020 class was going to expand to 20 members, 10 senior era players, five modern, three contributors, and two coaches, Cliff Branch was immediately one of the guys that was, oh, he's going to finally get in. And now he's passed away. Well, he's got to get in. This They have to make right with the Raiders here. They have People have discriminated against the Raiders in these voting things because of Al Davis and because of how the, the turmoil in the organization. Clip Branch needs to go in. Jim Plunkett needs to get in if they're going to do the, under this 20 umbrella. And Tom Flores needs to get in. How come they're not in right now? It's amazing. The whole thing about the Football Hall of Fame, it's a committee of writers and... And they and, and it, it's like 24, 25 of them, and it was, it was like one from each town, generally. And they argue the case for their different players, and they kind of vote. And it's it it just is, it seems so random, and it seems like it's hard for them to vote on it. It's hard for anybody to vote on a center or guard or tackle because how do you know exactly what they do unless you've been in the trenches with them, unless you have access to all the, the game film? Well, and that becomes part of the process. And Jason Cole, who joins us here on the show, you've known Jason yes. for a long time. He's a voter in this process. And a lot of it is doing your homework, talking to people. If you're taking the, the that part of the job seriously, right, and you've become one of those people, because let's face it, like baseball, you've got 600 people many of whom either haven't attended a game or watched a full game in how many years? Maybe have it, Maybe they've got the holdover from a job they did 10 years ago. Those aren't necessarily taken away, even though you're adding new members in the Well, they are taken game. away. There is, there is some guidelines now that, that make it a little tough. So, so they'll make it, make it more difficult. But still, the point being that you've got hundreds of people with different levels of involvement beyond a singular team or division here you're talking about a smaller committee you do your homework someone comes in and does a full-on sell job like they're trying to give you a monorail in your town nod simpsons here i've sort of sold them to north haverbrook Ah, this is more a Shelbyville idea. But the, no, just tell us your idea. We'll vote for it. Uh, There you go. Simpsons in a nutshell. But the idea just being you've got to do a big sell job to the people in the room. Compare compare and contrast to all the contemporaries, to all the people that have come after, how they fit into whatever championships or successes. I mean, there is is a, a bit more of a process to it and that you've got it down to a small elected uh, body, however, you know those seats are assigned, but certainly there's always questions whenever you get into these processes. I'm I'm of the mindset that they're museums first and foremost, so I don't get angry like many when someone gets in. Uh, but I do think that there is a problem when you've got guys that haven't played in 32 years, like a Cliff Branch or Tom Flores, who's still in the media but hasn't coached a game in that amount of time, that they're still waiting for the call all these years later. And what happens every year is there's three to five shiny new objects in the modern era 
that take all that that attention get voted in and then more of those veteran players get pushed back in the line once again. Well, you have in and look at the look at the Patriots, Ty Law. The Patriots are the greatest dynasty in the history of sports. I think we can almost argue certainly in the history of football. And yet Ty Law is the first really member of that team they really get in. And there's, you know, and of course Brady's going to get in, Gronk's going to get in, Belichick's going to get in. But what about Richard Seymour? What about Rodney Harrison? What about William McGinnis? What, you know, the, the, the Patriots are victims of their own selflessness. And they've, you know, from the moment they, they, they took the field at that first Super Bowl they were in under Belichick and they took the field at once, didn't, didn't allow for the, you know, singular introductions to the, to the clubhouse called locker room culture where they all talk about the team first. None of them shine a light on themselves. They're being penalized for that. And that's absurd. There should be a, 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 a half a dozen Patriots in there. Well, you know, there, there, were, there, there was forty nine. There's a bunch of forty nine ers from those great teams. There's a bunch of Steelers from those great teams. There's a bunch of Dolphins, a bunch of Cowboys. Well, that becomes always the the question of what, who's the first to lead through, and then do they get looked at differently and through a different lens once that first guy breaks through, or does the specter of Spygate and everything else with the Patriots sure, does that sure hang it does. over it? But but does that preclude those players, no matter how great they were between the white lines? Does that skew the thinking to where maybe their contemporary who's got similar stats, maybe not the same titles, but same stats and perceived impact on their team, fewer wins notwithstanding, that maybe they get the call first, right? Another guy you've seen people stumping for was Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins and the number of tackles and impact plays and what he did for years. Again, there's nothing to show from a postseason discussion when it comes to Zach Thomas really but Brian Erlacher gets in so immediately those questions start and for next year we mention all those Raiders we mention the list of New England Patriots you've got the the I guess big shiny object in the room is Paul Tagliabue who hasn't yet gotten his enshrinement despite what the NFL became under his watch it's stunning to me that he is not in and I know that often the concussion thing is bad for for, for him. <laughs> the uh, letting teams leave L.A. is bad for him. But he changed the commission. He made the commissioner's office what it was. He helped build the league into what it was. And he's just not he's just not getting in. I mean, so he still he may get in next year when everybody else everybody else. I mean, Jer- Jerry Jones is in. Yeah, he is. And Tagliabue's not. Yeah, I mean, one of the curiosities with Tagliabue also when you talk about the role of commissioner is that. You know, he was seen to some degree as, you know, a problem for the fact that even though the business grew and everything else, there were really no rules when it came to player conduct and they didn't evaluate off the field. And we can talk about that and, and weigh that whether Roger Goodell, upon showing up, went too far and found himself in a bad spot. That's kind of where where I'd say they, they'd gone. As I, I point for the effort, but the excellence of execution certainly was not there in trying to set up a system for discipline. But for Tagliabu, one of those characters that as we talk about 20 members next year, including several contributors, I've got to believe that that's finally the time he gets in. You would think it would be. And again, he's being, a lot of it's being held against him. But the NFL, the main story of the NFL is that it's the biggest league in this country. That's right. And who made it in the big league is, was Paul Tagliabue. And next year, they'll televise the Hall of Fame 
ceremonies oh, over seven days. days. They've got to shorten those speeches. Here's the grandparent or grandchildren of this guy. Here's the, you know, the the wife. Here's the the man. yellow jackets are cool though, right? Oh, the of course. Are cool. And Ed Reed, that's the greatest bust. bust. That's a tremendous in bust. in the history of Hall of Fame busts. Have you now? Have you ever been to Canton? I've not been to Canton yet. I've been to Cooperstown a bunch. It's a, it's kind of a dull little midwestern city. It's really nice people, and the, the Hall of Fame's. Itself is not that exciting, but I think they're they're doing a lot of renovations to it. They're trying to fix it up. Baseball Hall of Fame is in a much cooler, much cooler environment. Well, Cooperstown, nice little summer town with all the memorabilia shops, a couple of great restaurants. Get a nice bowl of soup. Bowl of soup? Where? I had one at Mickey's. It was good. I shared a bowl of soup with Yogi Berra. It was beautiful. No, wait, wait, wait. wait. Tell me the story. You shared a bowl of soup with Yogi Berra. Well, he was doing an autograph signing, and it was a slow day. It was hot. There's people all over the place, and I went to get this all-century book I had signed, and it was lunchtime, so they brought out soup for him, and I had a bowl with him while we went through my book. He signed it, and we had a nice conversation about the, I really wish I could have recorded that. Oh, my god! This gosh. was before I was a media type. It was wow. just hanging around. You shared soup with Yogi Berra. That's yeah, it was great. It's good times. And you, know what you're, and, and you know what I can say about your meal definitively? What's that? It wasn't over until it was over. That is that is right. <laughs> Bill Plasky and I coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Go to geico.com. Get yourself a free rate quote. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the spate of injuries across the National Football League. And, of course, we've got to get our final, final section of our Sunday paper. That's coming up next on Fox. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. 
Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Angry Hall of Fame discussions here. In the Geico, Fox Sports Radio Studios. Welcome back in. He's Bill Plasky. I'm Mike Harmon. Toe-tapping fun here on a Sunday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us as we watch the $2 million winner-take-all tournament, the semifinals. Why would anybody pay to watch this? I don't know. These are like former college players? I don't know, but they're playing for $2 bucks, Bill. I don't care how much they're playing for. It's just... It's just like low-level hoops. Now, if this were three-on-three, I'd be interested maybe, right? There you go. The or one-on-one one sure. or something. Yeah. But not this. That's ah, a live sporting event. We'll take it. Between that and a little bit of soccer, uh, maybe some uh, auto racing highlights, that's a Sunday morning. And always some NFL highlights and news and notes. We had the news out of the planet Houston a little bit earlier. There's your Superman 2 reference of the morning uh, that Dante Foreman had been cut by the Texans, the work ethic and practice ethic and practice uh, participation being something that was not in Bill O'Brien's liking. That's got to be so embarrassing to be cut for your work ethic. No, I that's mean, a, I mean, what does that say to other teams? Who's going to pick you up? Then? No, and that's the thing is that from <laughs> from early reports, there was expectation that coming off his injury, that he was going to push Lamar Miller for the starting role. Uh, I'll raise my hand as a dope who thought maybe that could come be brought to bear here in the Texans' offense. I did a best ball fantasy draft about six weeks ago, which just shows you why you don't draft very early. But he was the fifth running back that I chose on the idea that eventually he would at least earn a share of the workload. Instead, uh, a week after saying that he has high expectations for Foreman, Foreman is cut by Bill O'Brien. One of the great quotes on media earlier was that O'Brien was asked about the running back depth chart saying, hey, who's number three? And O'Brien shot back at the reporter, well, who do you got as number two? Said Miller and Foreman. And O'Brien said, you got Miller, right? That's the thing, too. These guys, this is what NFL players have always driven them crazy, is that they have such, they are really treated like, you know, movable parts. I mean, they're treated, they're discarded, there's no guarantee contracts, and you see that in training camp more than anything else. If they don't think a guy works hard, he's gone. If they don't think a guy works hard in basketball, they hire somebody in there to help tutor him. They they sit him down for a couple of times. They, they may threaten to send him to G League. But they don't just ever cut people like that. Well, guaranteed contracts. Yeah, right. Right? So you're going to squeeze every drop of juice out of the orange before you move it away. When, when and even the, then, you can usually find one of the other 29 teams to at least roll the dice on the guy for a bit. When, who was the guy from Phoenix, the, the Arizona Cardinals, that got cut because he showed up at camp and they didn't oh, like him? Oh, uh, was it Robert Kimdiche? Yes. I mean, to ma- imagine having that on your resume. That and, and man, first off, imagine not working hard. You, why would you even show up to camp at all if you're not going to work hard? 
Well, for him, it was the reportedly wasn't uh, in shape coming off an injury. And, look, it was a messy tenure, injuries and and, and problems there in Arizona from uh, some of the reports, maybe the Dolphins taking a taking a look at kicking the tires, seeing if they can get him in shape. Brian Flores is a guy who's made some, some news over the course of the first week plus of camp as a guy who's not going to take any grief, any guff, and is hardlining it with players, making them run laps after screw-ups in drills and such, which is kind of an interesting turn from what is perceived as a lighter, uh, more friendly coaching NFL. It just reminds you, training camp more than any time in any sport reminds you that the players are just pieces to these guys. They're just, you know, they're just disposable parts and they're they're treated like they're high school kids. I mean, from the fact that they have to room, they have to have a roommate and you know, in 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 the, in the in the dorms, and they get they can get cut, and they have to run laps, and get punished, and get called out for not working hard. It's like they're in high school. One of my favorite things, though, when I used to do the training camp tours, could go to Latrobe, where they actually had a dorm you could stay in if you were going to stay there for a couple of days. Oh, in a really? media area. You ate lunch in the same, you know, you got to go to the commissary and hang with the players. If you set up a one-on-one, sometimes they'd invite you in to sit at the table. It was it's kind of fun. This is a media, though. Media, yeah. Yeah, I would never stay in a dang dorm. I'd get me a Marriott. Get me the Marriott down, down the street. The road. Down I don't the know. Road. I, look, free's always good. Well, I mean, but you'd have, you know, the LA Times paying your freight. A lot of times, the bills were being paid by little old, you know, Mikey Inc. along the way. So, the, away we go. But one of the other things, as we talk about these injuries and being out of shape or wherever you're at on this time continuum, is also the number of injuries. And, you know, the first week of... Training camp was a lot of the pageantry of showing up, the glory of 20,000 for Cleveland, 37,000 people showing up for a workout. But also we're seeing piles of injuries. We talked about Antonio Brown a little bit earlier in the show, day-to-day after seeing a foot specialist. But you've got Andrew Luck and continued issues where he went out of his way to most definitely say, my Achilles is not at issue. Might as well have just said Kevin Durant's name. Yes, I know. I know. I know. It's like, hey, hey. It's, it's, it's not me. That's not me. It's not going to be me. Damian Williams is banged up. Uh, Spencer Ware had to have surgery. You've got Julian Edelman with the thumb injury. A.J. Green, we saw last week when he went down. Suddenly he's out eight weeks with an ankle and just go on down the line. Uh, you've just got a number of injuries. And one of the things we talked about this offseason was raising the specter again of the 18-game regular season and as we embark on another 64 preseason games the question of how soon before some portion of those are converted to real games but while we're still talking about these are all named guys not just for fantasy football purposes but for the direction of their respected clubs i think first off to call a preseason is insane they're exhibition games and everyone should do what sean McVay set the tone last year by not playing for the rams any of his starters for for any of the preseason games, he just he just set everybody out, and they started the first game regular season. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking that's crazy. Well, guess who else does that? Guess who else plays no none of their starters in their preseason games? College football because there is no preseason game. Well, there are, but they're not. They're and not for, for a lot of teams. There are a bunch of bunco teams on the schedule the first couple of weeks. Yeah, but still, that's that counts as they a still schedule. count. They still they still count. They don't. So if they can get by, if these 18 year old kids can learn enough systems and get in shape quick enough to have a rig to start for the regular season, then the NFL players should be able to do it too. There should be no 
This year should be this training camp should be strictly practices, inner inner squad scrimmages and scrimmages with other teams like the Rams and, and and the Chargers did this week. That sort of thing. They should not play any exhibition games at all. And then if they want to add two to the two to make it eighteen game season then that's fine. But cut out all exhibition games. See, I like the way you say that because then it becomes carving up that CBA and, and ripping that up and trying to figure that out. And the curiosity for the player side is what are they willing to fight for? What's their big issue in this next round? Because there's a lot of things on the table. Well, then, well, but you know why the exhibition games continue because the clubs can charge for them. Sure. And that's, that's part of your season ticket package. You get 10 games with a season ticket package. That's you, all right. You have, about- you have to buy... You have to buy the preseason, and, that's and it's okay. Ridiculous. It's 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 a good time to be charitable to your friends, family that might not be able to afford those to games go to games. Are horrible. Otherwise. Those games are horrible. Right, and a lot of people that have season tickets, especially the corporate side, they give them away to people that normally don't get to go. And you, everybody says, "Well, you're watching people fight for positions." Well, how do you really know how well they're doing in that position? How does that? And and a lot of times, the guys can have great games, and you never hear from them again. So it means these exhibition games mean nothing. Preseason is just they should be getting in shape for the regular season. It's ridiculous. I like your it's, anger. It's such a rip. It's it's such a rip off. The ripping off the fans. The ripping off the television. Yeah, how they viewers. ripping off the fans? You make a choice as to what you're paying for, and you know. No, you, you don't. You no, know, no, you don't. Absolutely, you do. If, if, if you're, you're paying for season tickets, tickets, you know you have to pay for the two bunco games. Get over it. That's just wrong. That's just wrong. You should be able to buy a season ticket and know that's that's like me because because I, I go to a lot of theater in L.A. saying okay you you can buy a season ticket but you have to go to these two high school plays in order to do that that that's that's unfair to the to, to the consumer. Are they not still wearing the uniform of the professional football team in question? Well, the people who are are not, but are they professional football players? Most they of them are aren't. in the moment. Are they not? Yeah, are you not getting the charge? Yeah. It's like when everybody complains when star NBA. Are you going to watch any play. exhibition games this year? I already have. You watch that thing? It's kind of my job five days a week here on Fox Sports Radio and four hours on so Sundays. It is not. I contend it is not our job to watch exhibition football when they they play in prime time. Like if they're playing on a, on, on a, on a screen in front of you while you're doing the show with Jason. Okay, so you have to watch it. But even if no, <laughs> no, but, no. We'll, but we'll talk about it. And we'll glean insights as best we can from what happens in the other games that we don't get to see live. There's no insight you can glean. Players shouldn't play in preseason. That's all I'm saying. They shouldn't even play. The, the stars, the regulars, should should not play. And load management. Why, why would they? Do we need? Do we really need to know? You know how much Patrick Mahomes, what kind of shape he's in? No, he doesn't need to play. No, I think he'll be just fine. But yes. there are still guys fighting for jobs, and it's that's yeah. what gets you your hard knocks experience that you so love, Bill Plash. I love it on hard knocks. I don't love it yeah, on, on see, the football they, field. Yeah, there you go. See, you're behind trying to the have scenes, it both not ways. on the scenes. No, I'm not having it both ways. I just don't want it to have the fake way. All right, we'll go to another camp here in just a second. A guy saying, "Well, that being in that brand wasn't all that fun." And no, I'm not just talking about David Griffin. He's Bill Plaschke. I'm Mike Harmon. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, it's time to hang out with Isaac Lowenkron, our Chargers insider, giving us the update on this sporting universe. Melvin Hi, Gordon, where's he at? Uh, he's not in Chargers camp. That's your update. Back to you from the Chargers. <laughs> Nicely By done. the way, and we do have tons of NFL news. Plaschke, my favorite all-time hard knocks moment the epic rant by longtime former atlanta falcons special teams coach keith armstrong it is on youtube but it is as they say nsfw on to the news of the day the houston chronicle reporting that the texans have waived running back deontay foreman jacksonville
Jacksonville Jaguars defensive end Yannick Ngakwe ended his holdout and did practice today with the Jaguars. The Broncos signed running back Theo Riddick. He practiced with his new team today as well. Ian Rappaport reported this morning that the Raiders consider receiver Antonio Brown day-to-day. Brown saw a foot specialist yesterday. The Green Bay Packers announced today that longtime receiver Jordy Nelson is retiring as a Packer. He spent last season with the Raiders after playing 10 seasons in Green Bay. Former Raiders receiving great Cliff Brand passed away on Saturday, two days after his 71st birthday. We've been playing these highlights all morning, and in case you missed it earlier, we'll play it again. But here's Cliff Branch in Super Bowl 15 against the Eagles. Back is Puckett. Time to throw. Deep to the end zone to Branch. It is caught by Branch. Touchdown, Raiders! And then in Super Bowl 18, three years later against Washington, Plunkett and Branch would connect again. Here's Plunkett. Going deep for Branch. Could have him. Does have him. 50-yard completion from Plunkett to Branch. I'll tell you, Cliff Branch loves to go deep. He starts at the beginning of the game, and he says, I can get him deep, I can get him deep. And finally, this Major League Baseball item, Cleveland pitcher Shane Beaver is having an excellent season, 10-4 and record, and that's why yeah. he was all the more disheartened this weekend when he discovered that on the back of his 2019 Topps baseball card, he was referred to as... Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Not hey, the I'm going to have to find a new uh, Find Your Wins. We'll see what that yeah. is coming up in oh, 10 minutes. Sorry. Gosh, I'm doing, I've done that to you twice today, Harmon. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shane tweeting a picture of it, and Topps replied, is it too late to say sorry? Bieber is starting for the Angel, uh, starting against the Angels, incidentally, at the top of the hour today. Back to Michael Harmon and Bill Plaschke in 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Michael and Bill, back to you. You're the best, Dilo. Yes, that's one of my favorites of the, the week. Of Shane Bieber tweeting that back out with the circled Justin on the back of the card. That's got to be some kind of a inside prank by somebody at the at tops. Did it just for a joke? Didn't think it was going to get in. Didn't going to get in. Well, the curiosity is if they then went and corrected it. Like, that was something that was a scam uh, back in the day, is that they'd release corrections oh, it, of these, right? There's the famous to try to Philly. Get, try to get val- more valuable cars. Well, and get people talking about yeah. their brand a little bit, right? There's the famous uh, Fleer Billy Ripken card, which had a profanity written on the bat knob. Well, they then issued four or five different corrections of that, or the reverse negative of the first year of the upper deck cards were three or four of those so it got people kind of sizzling because maybe you found the error maybe you found the corrected version while you were chasing the griffey jr rookie now i don't know i haven't been around the indians this year i'm wondering if his nickname isn't justin with his teammates i gotta believe there's at least one or two guys that that did that that just call him that yeah maybe trevor bauer did before he got shipped out of town oh yeah before and then he went and watched, actually stayed and watched the game before he How left. How about that? He went back and watched another game. That's trolling. That's really that's trolling. something crazy, isn't it? Uh, that was a fun part of the week. We got to chronicle that brawl. Let me tell you, that was a crazy thing to happen live and in living color. Mike Harmon, alongside Bill Plasky. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks to Isaac Lowencrown, our guy. Alex Tyshirt on the boards, and of course Vince Close, our executive producer as we hang out with you here on a Sunday morning. And earlier today we were talking about David Griffin and backtracking on his comments of the Cleveland Cavaliers, the final year, the 
championship run and where he was emotionally and dealing with all of that and taking his shots at, well, it was no fun. The fact that he was crying in a broom closet after winning a title and Inorganic, all the unsustainable. And how that organization had to be run and certainly he wasn't at the control level, levers by himself. Rich Paul, LeBron James and company certainly with their say. So now in New Orleans, a new world order. But decided to backtrack after getting a little flack from LeBron James and his camp. Well, another high brand in our league, we talked a lot about the Ezekiel Elliott holdout and Dak Prescott, should he get paid as you know a $30 million a year guy? It's not my money. Go, go do what you're going to do. Uh, if he's your franchise guy, he's your franchise guy. But Cole Beasley, a fantasy football legend in points per reception league and a guy that was on the radar quite a bit. He's now hanging out in Buffalo Bills training camp and says there's a notable difference. It's been a lot of fun. You know, I wanted more opportunities. I wanted more options, a little bit more freedom in my routes. And, uh, you know, Dayball's, Dayball's done a great job of, of giving me those things. And it's uh, created a lot of opportunity for me here. And it's been, a, you know, a lot more fun just playing out there with the guys. Earlier in the summer, back in June, he also said, I'm glad to be in Buffalo where it's 100% about ball and not a show or a brand. It's purer here. I'm proud to be a part of something like that. Yes, that is something that um, is understandable. We know it well here with the Lakers. That's where, in fact, if people talk about who's going to have the better team this year, I just I don't know who's going to have the better team. I know who's going to have the more calm team, and that's the Clippers, as opposed to the Lakers, because they don't have that circus. They don't have that drama. And that drama, and I've said this a million times, but, it's, but it bears repeating in light of what Cole Beasley said about the difference between Buffalo and, and Dallas it's like the Lakers before and after LeBron got there. It's just I can't imagine a player liking that environment. I can't imagine any human being other than LeBron liking the constant attention, the constant drama, the constant clutter, the constant clamor, the noise, just the noise every night, everywhere you go, in the locker room, just the commotion around you. And I can, I can imagine. I would think going to Buffalo is like, you know, and I bet we hear the same thing from Lonzo Ball, and Brandon Ingram this year for in New Orleans. Although it's going to be kind of a, it'll be a little bit more hype in New Orleans, but to be away from it all. And I think that players are starting to value realizing that be careful what you wish for. You want to get the, the big social media presence. You want to get to be part of the buzz, but you don't want the buzz to be too much. And in Dallas, I can't imagine every move those cow, the Cowboys make is like the Cowboys are the Lakers of the NBA, of the NFL, right? Well, yeah, and you have an owner that's more than willing yes. to put his face in front of a microphone and give you his candid thoughts on things. Uh, so that's certainly, and he's always great for a soundbite. So what are you going to do? You're going to keep sticking the microphone in front of him. And certainly Jerry Jones has given us a number already uh, of great quotes and, and comments about Ezekiel Elliott, the you don't need a rushing champion to win a Super Bowl. I think, eh, you did. The last three times you did it, but that's that's okay. Uh, we'll talk about that. But but you know what the last team to win a Super Bowl with a Russian champion was? Probably Terrell Davis. You're right. How did you get that? Good job, Mike. Because it's been a minute. I mean, yeah, and, good job. and a guy I don't that's, think that's, that's a long time ago, buddy. That, that's what that's a long time ago. Yeah, no, that's it. So but Jerry I mean, Jones had made a point. He but given point. the deification of John Elway and all that, I think Terrell Davis and Shannon Sharp should maybe get a little more run yeah. for what they did. They're Hall of Famers, but they're not held. To that level, I was at that Super Bowl. Where is that Super Bowl at? Do you remember? That I don't. San Diego. 
We'll that that was a helicopter. That was a helicopter. So you got to drive drive right down the highway. Yep. So anyway, yes. So so Jeremy Jones had a point. By the way, I'm just making make no. It's 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 just an interesting thing talking about branding, and then certainly for the NBA, that's one of the criticisms of where we're at in the league of a lot of players looking to identify as brand of their own not necessarily that of the team, etc. What's interesting, just to tie it back into the Hall of Fame for a moment, was Ed Reed, one of the things he'd been talking about doing interviews leading up to this moment and all this week, all the media availability they have, was being on the staff in Buffalo under Rex Ryan a couple of years ago and what a miserable experience that was and how there was no, no real coaching going on, more berating uh, and, and such, and how it's difficult to make that transition because that's not how you were taught, and it's not how the NFL is now. So trying to figure out where that bridge is, a guy that would like to be a coordinator or a coach, but certainly did not like his first taste of that. Do you, What do you think about the Bills Mafia? I love it. Do you love it? It's chaotic. Potentially it's, dangerous. It's, it's potentially dangerous. Potentially dangerous, but you, there, the whole you, thing. Am I wrong? The whole thing is jumping into card tables and breaking card tables. You do have the card table that comes into play. Yeah, and it's the general fandom, but that's certainly part of the uh, the spectacle on a game. I day. think as long as they stay, as long as they don't bother customers and people with children who don't want to be involved, in that I think it's fine. But I think if they overtake that, then then it gets that's too much. Well, the, well, the fact that weren't they talking about? Didn't weren't the Bills going to crack down on the Buffalo Mafia? Well, they are. They, well, I mean, because all it takes is one person to get hurt on their right. property, property, and now all of a sudden we've got problems. See, it all comes back to dollars, cents, and legalese. He's Bill Plaschke. I'm Mike Harmon. This is Fox Sports Sunday coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. You can go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. We've done a lot of good, bad, and ugly in the sporting world today. We're going to find a couple of wins on the way out the door that's coming up next year on fox welcome back in fox sports sunday mike Harmon alongside bill plasky we've got steve hartman and mike hill uh they're trading jabs and running laps around the geico fox sports radio studios lab no no, no well you know a little bit of jabs. Not trading jabs yet well i mean maybe verbal yeah, okay. I, was I always like verbal. Ja- I like verbal jabs. But I was leaving it to the imagination. Maybe you okay. thought they were. Le- I mean, those that know Hartman, maybe he was already throwing blows. I don't know. Yeah, he comes. He he does come in here early and gets a gets an early start. Well, on he his, wants to get lathered up a little bit, right? He, get the he works himself into a lather. Get the arguments flowing as we go. They'll come up in ten minutes' time as Fox Sports Sunday continues for you and I. Another great Sunday of chatter. You can find the podcast going up at foxsportsradio.com and of course on iTunes. Fox Sports Sunday, Plashkey and Harmon edition. Download it. Give it five stars. We'll love you forever. You'll be entertained. You'll have all sorts of ammunition at the water cooler. I've got two, two, Bill Plashkey, new, exciting, find your wins moments. Locker room squabbles, struggling teams, and no account owners. There's so much out there to consume that can knock you down. Harmon shining a light on the good in sports with a simple mantra. Find your wins. Now we, we talked a little bit earlier about the lawsuit with the Philly Fanatic. That's one we're going to follow closely uh, because maybe I can become Boltman. i got to imagine that he's still trying to sell that down in San Diego. So if I get myself on the Alex Tyshirt diet and exercise regimen, maybe I can become a muscular dude and become a quasi-mascot 
for the Los Angeles Chargers. What do you think of that? You know, I think the Chargers need a uh, to not have a mascot. They just don't need. They just need to just win football games. I think that's fairly. I mean, mascot though, to take pictures with the good people. No, there's no. The only mascot in L.A. is Chuck the Condor, who's an idiot. <laughs> and then, and then there's the then then there's Ace Bailey, who's actually a great mascot for the Kings. Named after the great scout Ace Bailey. There you it's, have it. It's, 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 yeah. the, the, the mascot's named Bailey, the All lion. Right. But that's it. The rest, the rest of the teams don't have mascots. All right, I got two good ones for you. First one, I'm going to go. Los Angeles Dodgers pitching prospects. Prospect James Carter has decided. You know what? It's done. The dream of being a major league pitcher is over. 25 year old prospect in the organization, still toiling at Class A. Minor league career, four teams, five and two record, 3.79 ERA in 35 games. He's retiring to become a model. I thought about doing that once. Right? <laughs> Think about, you know what? I'm really good as a wordsmith. I'm really good chopping it up here on air, but you know what? I'm pretty. I'm going to leave. And he's started posting his modeling pictures was, saying, I'm out. I was trying to get a, I almost got a column idea out of that, but I realized. Got quitting to become a model, not not so column worthy. I thought he was going to quit to join the monastery or something. When you said ma, I thought you meant monastery. You got excited? No, yeah, no. Alas, no. Alas. He's just a uh, just a model. The other one I like was I really want this entire game on the Ball is Life Twitter account at Ball is Life Ball is Life There's a short clip of Keegan Bradley and Luke Donald engaged in a game of two on two. No, I would love to see that against Tom Brady and Michael Jordan. <laughs> and we get a clip of Jordan with the fadeaway, and he yells "and one," saying, "Hey, get it up on the YouTube." You guys got the YouTube, and you got Brady in a backwards hat and khaki shorts, as if he's Woody Harrelson in White Men Can't Jump. But we never actually get to see Brady do anything with the ball. I need this whole game. So I got to win, but I got teased. And by the way, happy belated birthday to Tom Brady. Turned 42 yesterday. And you know how tall he is? We decided earlier he's 6'4". 6'4". He's a lot bigger than that, than the uh, that, that, that Twitter handler said he was. And he's faster than he was when he broke into the league as the 199th pick. See, I've got Jordan just watching this all the, day long. golfers, I can't imagine the, the whiteness of their legs. Yeah, they are pretty pasty. I'll send that <laughs> link out as well. He's Bill Plasky. I'm Mike Harmon. Thanks for hanging with us for a little bit of your Sunday time. Have a blessed day. We'll see you on the other side. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. But the six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 